Take your enjoyment of Smodco Podcast to the next level by checking out a live Smodco show. Hollywood Babylon at the Hollywood Improv on March 18th. HBO at the Improv in Hollywood on Friday, March 25th. Kev brings his one-man show to the Ringling College of Art and Design in Sarasota, Florida on March 26th. Celebrate April Fool's Day with HBO at the Hollywood Improv. Iowa City gets an evening with Kevin Smith on April 9th. Kev inflates the Helium Comedy Club with two shows on April 10th and again on the 11th in St. Louis. Get old with Jay and Bob Thursday, April 14th at the Irvine Improv. April 15th means two things. Your taxes are due and you need to catch Babylon at the Hollywood Improv. Mike and Ming are at PopCon April 15th and 16th in Evansville, Indiana. Monday, April 18th, Charlotte, North Carolina gets Kevin for two shows. April 19th, Kev performs twice in Richmond, Virginia. An evening with Kevin Smith in Atlanta on April 20th. Austin, get ready for Kevin Smith's solo at the Moon Tower Comedy and Oddity Fest, April 22nd. April 22nd through 24th, Muse hits Motor City Nightmares. Jay and Silent Bob get old in Austin on April 23rd. Jersey reunites with Kev in Atlantic City on April 30th. Tickets to these and all Smodco shows are available now at Smodcast.com. And I said, well, it's 12 p.m., so let's call it a nooner. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodco Nooner Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. Uh, I'm a host. My name is Marty. I did the the stupidest thing. I forgot to see see if we're we're streaming. Are we streaming? Uh, Let us know if you can hear us. That's at Nooner Dan Marty. I'm killing it right now. Uh, if we're not streaming, I guess we'll start again, right? That's our new yeah. thing, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Do over, Mulligan. Uh, it is. I, I am a host uh, on this show called Nooner, uh, where we talk. It's like um, it's like uh, the View, if with a bunch of mumbly, funny people. That's what the View is. Is it mumbly? Mumbly funny. No, that's people? the thing. Like we're mumbly and funny ish. Uh, yes, yeah, so are they? Are they? Whoopi okay. Goldberg was a. I'm a, I'm a host, and my name is oh my, Cassandra. Oh my god! Um, I would say that our show probably is a little bit more reminiscent of the fifth hour of the Today Show. When, oh my god! When, when the, the, Kathy Lee and Hoda just get wasted. <laughs> Um, oh, where's my say, goddamn Chardonnay? Yeah, and say a bunch of politically incorrect things. Um, joining us in studio is our long-lost friend, Emily O'Hara. How Hi, are you? Hi, everybody. Where have you been? You know, I've been um, out and about. I've been uh, working. I've been sleeping in whenever I can. These sorts of things. Uh-huh. Anything fun happening? Yeah, you know, I've, I've been doing a couple shows. I've been going out of out of town to to do some work lately, which has been a lot of fun. And I'm going to be going out of town again soon. And for theater stuff, yes, for theater. Oh, cool! And I'm uh, I'm going to be going out of town here shortly uh, in May to do some theater in uh, Colorado and 
Where in Colorado? Boulder. Oh, the most beautiful. Cassandra's from Colorado. Where yeah. in Colorado are you from? I'm from Denver, but I love Boulder. I was born and raised in Colorado. I was born and raised in Loveland. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, do you know... Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and joining us is your... Ah, uh, are we streaming? I is was it? just checking. Oh, yeah, we oh, are streaming. Yeah. Yay. Cool. Um, it's a little bit behind, but it's... Uh, the good. Avenue. Hello. Oh, you got to get right up on that mic. Here I am. All right. Hey, Eva, welcome to the show. Welcome to Los Angeles, right? You're not from here? I'm not from here. How are my levels? Can you hear me? I can, I can hear you. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I can hear me. This is something that a normal uh, radio or podcasting person would have checked before Prior, anybody got here. Sure. But that's not how it works here. Um, where, are you, where are you from? Um, I, I'm from a few places, but I came out here from Florida where I've been living I was educated through the Florida s- school system back in the day, so I'm I'm uh, a lot from Florida. Wow, partly. Cool. Yes. I have so many questions. Don't ask me any hard questions. Okay, no, we got some <laughs> softballs coming later. Uh, and why? What are you doing in in uh, L.A.? I came out to take a neon workshop uh, in neon art, like neon Go signs, on. but neon art. Did oh. you guys know that Los Angeles had the first neon sign in the U.S.? I did not know that. Yes. It seems like a Vegas thing. Where? It's uh, in downtown Los Angeles. It's the, I, it's what is it, the Pierce Arrow, I think it was, that is a car um, uh, sign, and it's still up. It's still up. It's still lit. There's, There's a neon museum yeah, it's in right Glendale. At, okay, what? so the woman teaching the class founded that museum. Ah, Which it used to be downtown. It used to be downtown, right. And they just replugged in the museum after moving it to Glendale after being closed down for five years. That is amazing. Um, yeah, so they, uh, yeah, the first neon sign is in downtown LA. And you can, they actually used to have a neon tour. They would have a double decker bus and they would go th- from downtown LA all the way to Cantor's and then stop at different places and point out all the crazy neon signs. It's a great history of, uh, you know, interesting part of LA, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about March Madness. I mean, it is just <laughs> going off. I mean, Villanova is coming up against Miami. Who do you who do you who do you have in your bracket? Um, um, uh, Duke. Duke. Yeah, they beat my alma mater the sure. other day. From what Yale? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Yale won its first NCAA game to make it to round two. Congratulations, Yale! Yeah, you whatever. Needed something. They, the the uh, <laughs> the captain of the team was kicked out of out of school for uh, sexual assault. So I don't have a lot of respect for the. Womp you know, womp. Yeah. Hey, the Daily Show had a fun has a fun thing that I. Oh my god! They have a fun thing. Yeah, I. Post- That's new. Yeah. I posted it on uh, my Twitter. It's the shit it's that the, pisses you off. Or? Yeah, the third the third month madness bracket, and you make a bracket of all the things that you hate, and um, it was really fun. I was about to come on today and finally uh, concede um, with sticking up for Trevor Noah because I feel like I'm the only person who has been. Uh-huh. Um, and I was about to come today and be like, you know what? I'm ready to just give up. Um, he doesn't bring anything to the show. But then this bracket happened, and I was like, uh-uh. I'm not ready to what? talk it's, about It's it like, yet. oh, you know what? It sucks. Mean people. Or do you think like, oh, you know what? Babies are old people. Yeah. I chose old people. I chose babies. <laughs> uh, also joining us in studio is Ernie the dog. Um, there's a, a little Shih Tzu, and we'll get a photo of him later. Uh, and he might come in and join um, for some discussion. He's cute. Yeah, he's I all like right. Um, ah, oh and then there's an iPad that just fell. 
Um, if you want to join in the conversation, you can tweet in at Nooner Dan Marty or email philarsack at noonerpodcast at gmail.com. What I, uh, did you guys have any thoughts about the, the March Madness? You know, uh, Miami's playing Villanova. I don't even know anything. Yeah, about, I don't know. I'm hearing either. about this for the first I, time. I actually yeah. looked up at it for the first time. But I know that Giselle, you're a big basketball fan. Yeah. Basketball. Um, oh, my God. It's Giselle. Good morning. Hi. Hi. Good morning, Good morning Emily. And this is Emily's new friend. Eva. Hi. Eva? Yes. Nice to see you. It's my first time ever meeting you. First time ever. You never heard that before, huh? First time. You're so nice to me. (laughs) You know, Giselle is a button maker and and Eva is an aspiring neon artist. Oh, you make the artworks in your uh, neon tubes and signs and stuff like this? Yeah, it's my first time. So after two weeks, I'll have my, I'll make a full piece. And then May 15th, a Sunday is the show downtown (gasps) at the neon gallery with Lily Lockett. So everybody come. April 15th? Uh, May 15th. May 15th. I will be there. Oh, great. That's really exciting. Yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> I, I, I like that. Uh, what makes you want to jump into this medium? I, well, I showed up at her studio like two years ago and I saw it and I got on her email list and then she sent me an email saying that this class was happening and so I got on a plane and I got on a train and I came out here. <laughs> sounds like Scientology. Oh, That's how I got involved with Scientology. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, actually, the headquarter of Scientology is about like forty-five minutes from where I live. Dude, uh, in Florida? Yes. Uh oh. In Florida? Really? In Florida? Clearwater. I thought that we were the ground zero of all things Scientology. Go we're in the Clearwater. ground zero of the celebrity. Yeah, well, they they the wanted celebrity. to take over a city close. so that they could have you know full jurisdiction. They couldn't really do that in L.A. So they. Oh, so they went to Clearwater. Yeah. Well, there's a lot about like oh, they yeah. they spend a lot of time at sea. The Scientologists. The Sea Org. Right. At least they used to when uh, L. Ron Howard had to take to international waters to do what he was doing legally. I think there are a lot of people in the Sea Org who have never been to sea, but they have. But they get paid ten cents an hour, and they dress so cute. Mm. And and the, the buttons are nice on those sailor suits. Oh, I easy, know. easy there. Well, that's that's the one touch point that I have. <laughs> they're like, they're like, are you stressed out? No, but yeah. you have a nice button on yeah. that shirt, so I'll yeah. talk to you. Sure, it's a. Cut. But check out these brassies. <laughs> That's what you call them, brassies, right? I tried right? to find points of commonality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that you found it. Um, but I'm really excited for you, Eva, for that uh, uh, neon and making new art. And I like yeah. the way you just jump into something new in life. Yeah, She's thank insane. You. That's pretty great. <laughs> is you is you kind of loopy and crazy? You um, do this a lot. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I was I had an MRI scan once. I was in this creativity study, and so so Dr. Rex Young uh, decided that my frontal lobe was yeah. at like the sort of ideal looseness point where I can. I'm like uh, I'm like a functioning lunatic. That is so cool. <laughs> well, then cool. you came to the right place. Yeah. I, just, I want to bottle you up and spritz you on my neck. No. You know? <laughs> Pick me up. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. Um, did anyone start watching Daredevil on ne- the Netflix season two? No. I'm going to just start on season no, one. No, but Senior yeah, Smoke. I, that's where I need to start too, uh, yeah, season one. I really like it. Who, they was talking about it on the tweets. Uh, Senor Smoke and also Michael was talking about it, Michael Diaz. Uh huh. They like it. They say it's really good. Senor Smoke said, Oh my God, you guys, you guys, oh my God. Ooh. What hey, <laughs> is there a warmer review to be had? Yeah. OMG, OMG. Jenny Marie, thank you for agreeing with me. 
See, regarded. about Trevor, about Trevor Noah. Oh, okay. The thing about Trevor Noah, and this is my only touching point, is his... his this is the only time you get to speak today. Just okay. So okay. Well, go this on. is a good. This is going to be so worth it. it. Yeah. His accent is so adorable; it can't be funny. It's really? So, like sophisticated and adorable that every time he talks, it's just sort of like. I, first off, I think he's like. Um, he sounds super smart because of the accent. Yeah. And then second, it's just sort of adorable. So like for me, the jokes don't land because I just sort of think of him as like a precocious five-year-old. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he I is, wouldn't say he's, he's bad. I just wish he were funnier and more authentic i guess he's probably insecure as hell i mean god could you imagine uh, stepping into john's oh i, I think of course, that yeah. i mean it's, a ton, him, it's an impossible job if too. you yeah. give him a little bit of time i will i will because he's already changed some stuff i mean the theme music is a little bit more hip-hoppy but uh, not better <laughs> well you know like um and like sometimes he starts the show standing up Oh, yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. He won't start at the desk automatically. Sometimes he'll start standing up. That is completely revolutionary. <laughs> it made me rethink everything I thought about television. Trust me. <laughs> it's true. When I saw him do it, I was like, when did he start doing this? It's a shock. And yeah. oh my god, yeah. you guys, oh my god, you guys, OMG. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. This is, when he stood up, it was better than Daredevil season two, episode four. <laughs> I need to get a 95 inch television screen. <laughs> I want him to feel like he's standing in here. Oh, uh, with poor, me. Poor Trevor Noah. I love him. Oh. <laughs> we, did we ever hear Claire's opinion about Scientology? I don't think that I have talked to Claire about Scientology. Well, well maybe we'll find out later. Yeah, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure we'll it out. We'll check in with her. Yeah. Uh, John is not available today. Another secret mission? Another secret mission, <gasps> yes. So if you hear about some, you know, someone taken out in Syria, you know, in ISIS, and it happens to coincide with his um, absence... I'm not saying that there's a connection. Or, but conversely, maybe it's not ISIS. If you happen to hear about uh, Kanye West coming out with a new perfume... It's actually John Sweat. Actually, yeah, oh they God. tested on John. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I forget that John has kids. Oh, my God, his kids are awesome. Oh, yeah. no, I know. I've met them a few times. They're super rad kids. Um, but that would explain why he can't come all the time. Their dogs are the dogs are fighting in the background. There's right an animal kingdom happening yeah. here, like yeah. hell fighting. And Ernie's just scared for his life. He's a li- he's a little Shih Tzu. Oh, <laughs> he's hiding under the it's table. Is Ernie's normal uh, master uh, on vacation? Uh, no, I'm actually oh. the reason why we're we're doing this on a Monday is because I'm going to visit my parents. Oh. Or actually, I have to go do some schmoogle work. His tongue is always out. Was he yeah. based in? Was he a puppy oh farm? God. Oh, he's a, a he's um. Ernie. No, he had uh, some teeth that were removed Ernie. in his lower, lower mouth. And, hey, guys, I'm, I'm Ernie. Oh I'm my God. He's That's shaking. Ernie. He's so cute. <laughs> and yeah. he has a perma tongue. Yeah. Giselle's so. tweeting a picture of this dog right now. All right. So we, we've <laughs> spoken about this before, but it's not with, uh, in previous incarnations <laughs> of the show. But there's, every year there's the World Happiness Report, and it was released last week. And mm. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but uh, we have moved up. We moved up, so it's really great. So uh, we want because from this country is allowed to be openly racist now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. we Wait, love it. We move? I thought we moved down. Uh, well, it depends where you, what year you're looking from. But last oh, year we were 15th, and this year we're 13th. Hooray Yay! for us! Yay! Yay! 
but lower than we were before the 2008 depression, right? Sure. Yeah. Where were we in 2008? Did it say? Um, I don't know, but I do know that. Um, who did, so we, who did we beat? Who That's did we the really beat? interesting part: is the people that we, we beat. beat Costa Rica. Uh, really? Where they're all like, pura vida. face, Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, we beat out Brazil. And, and by the way, Brazil's not going to be on the top 20 next year. I guarantee you that. So Denmark's no. at the top, right? Denmark is at the top. I thought Bhutan was the happiest country in the I world. Because so they have the gross happiness. The gross uh, That might be a, 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 a different measure uh, of happiness. And this is, oh. I mean, I, you know, they're like, what are... That was not, an internal It's not a uh, an empirical sort of... Thing. How do they measure this? Yeah. Uh, they, uh, they use M meters. You know, they go to the Scientology Center. Also, <laughs> distance to a Walmart. Oh, <laughs> oh I think that, that would make everyone relatively happy in LA because it's pretty far to get to a Walmart. It is. It it is. Smiley faces at Walmart. Yeah. They just make everybody happy. Yeah, for every smiley fi- face in a Walmart that takes away sm- from a, sm- a human smile in yeah. the US, and which you, is you, most. You, you like, go there. Um, you go there to Walmart, and you think this. 50 cent lipstick is going to fill the void. I know it. And I it know. does. It does. <laughs> uh, so that... For exactly Bhutan, two minutes. Bhutan is on the top of the uh, gross national happiness uh, measure scale. And, and they obviously have different measures. I think this one is most based mostly on like uh, economic things and... Um, and educational things. The Money can't buy happiness, Marty. Well, but it's about... They say can it can rent it. Oh. Yeah. No, no, what did uh, David Lee Roth say? I have said? a five-year lease on happiness. David Lee Roth said, Money can't buy happiness, but it can buy you a yacht that pulls up right next to it. I that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, David Lee Roth is probably the saddest man in the world. No, uh, well, because he lost a bunch of money. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. On a yacht, he's, he's trying, to, trying to pull up to the country in the Bahamas called happiness. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just guessing. So would you have lunch with him? Anybody? Sure, of if course he, I would. If he called you up and I said, hey. I have so many. I bet that he has the coolest, craziest stories. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I would, of course. I would, David Lee Roth, if you're listening, let's go get some lunch. And a, a crazy wardrobe, too. <laughs> so seven yeah. of the top ten were, um, were Nordic countries on the happiness scale. I and then you, then you also have Canada, New Zealand, and Australia topping the top ten yeah. list. So, my question is, what can we do to crack the top ten list? Wait, say that again? What can we do to crack the top ten happiness list? Oh. Uh, it was in the email I sent to you guys earlier. Yeah, no, oh. I Well, I can say this, because I've been doing a lot of research, because I'd like to go to Copenhagen this summer. Um, perhaps if we make efforts to becoming more of a green country... Mm-hmm. Um, such as Denmark is is one of the greenest countries mm-hmm. in the world. What they, makes them so green? Um, trees, trees. Uh, they uh, everybody <laughs> green paint. everybody bikes <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, um, it's a little harder for the U.S. because we are more so spread big. out. Yeah, yeah. totally. Their leaders are more in touch with reality. Like yeah. I mean, like on an environmental level, like they'll be like, "Hey, this makes sense to do this environmentally." <laughs> or they acknowledge that plan, there's right? there's climate yeah. change happening. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're pretty close to it. Right. Up north. But, you know, in our own way, I, I, we can't do exactly what Denmark does. But I think that if we made these big jumps towards um, a greener country that it might make us all a little bit happier. Oh, yeah. Eva, Eva had a great idea last night. She was talking about um, 
broccoli that tasted like donuts. I just don't know what's taking so long. When are they going to invent the donuts that like have the broccoli nutrition? Mm-hmm. And then I think that would make everyone much happier. There was talk a little while ago about some nutritious seaweed or kelp or something that tastes like bacon. Whoa. And yeah. I, I was excited to. But I like the taste of seaweed, though. But the the <laughs> thing that they were saying is, have both. is that it had <laughs> it had like smoky notes, but it was by no means a substitute for bacon. Aren't smoky they, notes. Aren't they smoky trying notes. to? Oh, yeah. That's the name of your jazz band. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna say the bluesiest thing. Bill Watterson and the Smoky Notes. Oh, <laughs> I saw that man the other day. Smoky. Oh, how is he? He's you know he's Bill. Uh, <laughs> I think that says it all. Did yeah. you enjoy his movie? I did. It was super cute. It was super cute. It was super Wasn't it very whimsical. Bill? Not Bill at all. Oh, it was like full what? of like hope. But some of the rants in there. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but it was like cute and full of hope. Yeah. And, that, and in that way, it was sort of like, who made this? So he's been involved with reshoots, and yeah. and I've so been seeing his Twitter, he's got all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. yeah reshoots on there. Stalker. I miss him. <laughs> oh, I, I, I do, do. I do. Um, but to answer your question, Marty, if I may uh, jump in on that one, um, I think I've said this before, and it always is my feeling. I really don't think so much uh, having this so much media culture is contributing to our happiness. Because I find for myself that when I watch a lot of TV, see a lot of commercials, go into lots of stores, I start to compare myself to what I'm seeing and I always will come up short. The less I watch TV, watch commercials, the less I go into stores, unless I need something, but just to go into a store, uh, the less I do that, the the more I'm not comparing and the more I just feel so much happier in myself mm-hmm. and satisfied with what I have and enjoy my own friends and my own creativity. And so that I think we're losing a social fabric. We're losing relating to each other and enjoying each other. We just watch, oh, did you see NCIS? And did you go into the store and get this new <laughs> pair of pants? Well, I feel bad. People are know. always asking me that. Eva, did you go get pants from the new store? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not and happy right now. No, I didn't. I mean, the thing is, I agree with you, but like advertising is what keeps me alive right now. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it's so shh. Sh- so sh- do you mean the um I mean between like Schmoogle have making billions oh, of dollars of advertising I and I spent the weekend writing for a director and I shot a you know a print ad last yeah, well, week. This is what that industry are, though. I'm sorry, are you like, happy what? though? How like happy you are you? Work for I, the Dark Lord. I I was I got to be creative. <laughs> but I, dude, but you can you know something I don't mind Marty, you make it. I'm I'm talking about on the front lines, if a person wants to see if they can be happier, I say experiment with not watching commercials. And then down the line, that may mean they make fewer, so we have to adjust things for but, you, Marty. But, but no, they already make fewer. Right? Yeah, they I figure know. out other ways to yeah. get in. I mean, I know, yeah. I've been but noticing content like content advertising. I've been noticing that all these YouTube clips are, are sh- now have ads more and more frequently uh-huh. and I get oh, really yeah. excited about it because it means more work for me. I agree so, with you, Giselle. I just yeah, I can I can tune I'd out. say I'd I say what you're saying a too, way Martin. to take your idea without um, putting people like Marty out of work 
is just maybe with the media culture and things that we're being blasted with, try to remove some of the negativity from it. Oh, um, but that starts reason. from within, you guys. Like, it's really <laughs> what's inside against the outside that can. Oh, send more. Oh, I miss Bill. <laughs> you would have something to say about all this. <laughs> Fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> Wait, say more, Eva. Oh, you guys should just keep talking. No, no. <laughs> no, I, li- I like what you were saying. What do you mean it starts from inside? Oh, well, you know, um, if you aren't in control of what's on the inside, you're going to be more affected by what's coming in outside. So, oh, yes. So it's just good to cultivate... Um, Knowing yourself. Yeah, like mm-hmm. knowing yourself and, and and doing stuff that you love and looking at things in a sort of like, you know, how can I, I don't like, not a complaining, like looking for the bad stuff, but like just how having a I sort help? of, how can I, right, like I think you things. have to be vigilant and really do something to not be, not want to kill yourself, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Be proactive in creating your own yeah, happiness. Yeah, people need inspiration. I think, I think America needs inspiration. I think that's what it really needs. Uh, yeah, less Wasn't fear. Wasn't the article Marty was saying something about it coming back around to capitalism, that we, we're essentially in a capitalistic society right. like this one. We're chasing money, we're chasing money. Money is our language, our currency of relating Mm -hmm. or measuring and ultimately that don't bring happiness so i do think it is even within living in a capitalistic society we have to uh, turn away from that in some ways in ourselves to like find the things that are more important to our hearts but i think economic freedom is important that's different from wealth you know yes and that is something that yes that that make a big sense yeah and that's what i think sense what uh, Bernie is talking about, and I think that's what gets people really excited. You know, I don't think that uh, the American dream is about getting rich, and I think that's what Donald Trump is sort of selling, or that's what we've been sold for a long time, yeah. which has created this big wealth divide. Uh, yeah, I uh, think there has been like an... Because I don't think capitalism is necessarily the problem as it does, as the problem is sort of like an inversion of values. Of Yeah. Like originally, I do believe that the American dream was about coming out here and making a good life for your family that wasn't, you know, scarcity-based. Right, right. But now it has become, like, this big machine of of commerce where it has become less about who's surviving well and with good health and more about who has the most. That's to the point so where true, even, the scarcity-based thing. Like, yeah. Like, that's what causes yeah. problems, the idea that there's, like, only so much to go around. Really, yeah. everyone could generate a fucking abundant amount of magic. Right, but then we have, you know, then the power, like somewhere, I don't know where it was, like I think a good thing that we could do for for happiness is to sort of let go of all these ideas that came about for the Industrial Revolution, this sort of like machine, make people be machines and produce, produce, produce and gain money, gain money, gain money and like sort of like we did during, during the war in the Industrial Era, this sort of everything has to go into high production and then when the war ended and despite technological advancements, we still sort of grind people like we have to produce as if there was a war on a little bit. And like with, with all of these technical, technological advancements, what should have happened is there should have been more time for family, more time for art, more time for reflection. But like if we have email... So back in the day, if you wanted to send somebody a letter, it would be like, okay, I'm going to send this letter and I'll hear back in two weeks. And then we got email. So it's like, I'll send this email... 
and I can hear back in an instant. Well, all of that time, like that two weeks, should have been like rest, you know? Right. <laughs> Instead, it's like now we're just like, oh my God, I can hear back from this person in like less than an hour. So now I'm just going to stack them all up. So instead of like having this space that you would have, having all of this time that you would have, we've now condensed it. So now the production has become even more manic and frantic and minute. Mm-hmm. Instead of going, oh my God, this incredible machine has allowed me all of this time to like actually take care of my kids and right. to mow yeah. the lawn well, in a leisurely th- happy way. I think <laughs> something is going to happen because we're, we're sort of rich, reaching a tipping point. There's a, an, uh, an economist named Robert Gordon at Northwestern who talks about, you know, in the past 150 years, 200 years, we've had a consistent growth of at least like 3%, you know, uh, every year um, as a society. And that's what we hold as the benchmark of 3%. We have to have 3% growth. Uh, but that's not really sustainable. Like the 2,000 years before that, there would be 0.2% growth. I mean, this gets really wonky, but basically he's saying that because we've, in the past 100 years, we've gone from crossing the country taking five days on a car, now you can do it in six hours in a car as of 60 years ago, or six, six hours in a plane. But between 60 years ago and now, it's still six hours. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not appreciably different. Mm-hmm. So nothing's changing any more than that uh i mean there's the internet and stuff like that but that but the, even then we've reached a point where where do we grow from here and so i think that we're going to be become super, much more productive but then all that productivity is happening amongst these uh, the top one percent you know so but it's also like sort of frantic mindless productivity that we've gotten to right now because we've lost so much context because like what you're talking about like if you have to go from point a to point b on a horse then you have like a great many hours of like context and reflection and letting your brain unwind and doing a whole bunch of self-maintenance things that aren't about like production in the outside world and about you know interacting with materialism but now because we can get from a to b in 15 minutes like that context is suddenly crushed into the tiny amount of time where we're also like driving and not just driving in such a short amount of time, but then we're on the phone with somebody doing right. business. And so it's like there's, we've almost structured our lives so there's no instant in which you actually experience your own humanity because you're constantly either working every second of the day or there is so much media available. Well, they're like working Giselle on a solution. They're, they're making robots. And so I watched this video last night and they're going to help us put away our groceries and they're <laughs> going to be doing customer service jobs. And it was talking about how robots are going to really bring humanity robots. together, which I think is so fucked and insane. What if someone <laughs> hacks all the robots and they kill me? I don't understand why no one thinks that's a thing. That's crazy. Do you know? That's so strange. Um, I really agree with what you guys was saying. It's so hard to find those moments. Uh, they're not built in as much to our day-to-day living in the way uh, society is now. It's up to us to consciously that, build yeah. them in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Time for rest. And actually, I when you say the robot's going to help us put away the groceries, I really enjoy that. I find it kind of quiet and meditative. That That is, for me, a moment to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, then the they're going to have these... Doing the dishes. They're going to have like these spas times. where you can go and do dishes. They're just going to have dirty dishes. <laughs> yeah, and, like and the gym. Laundry folding. <laughs> Yeah, and, like simulated you know, like domestic like, life. Oh, practice. you can't do it as good as the robot, but we know that you like doing it. And there will be know? recorded voice robots that you can argue with. If like your husband is too busy working to argue with you, 
you yeah, they can mediate your marriage. <laughs> right. Like Jenny, Jenny Marie tried the cotton candy grapes, which uh, are reported to taste like cotton candy, and she was not impressed. I'd rather mm. just have a plain green grape, she says. Yeah, so getting back to your broccoli donut, I think that donuts should taste like donuts and broccoli should taste like broccoli. I don't... You're so old school. I know, but it's yeah. like, it, it makes wow, the... Grandpa. But do you I want know. donuts <laughs> to be unhealthy? Because we're like talking fantasy world. So if you want donuts to taste like donuts, broccoli taste like broccoli, do you want donuts to still be not, wildly unhealthy? Not taste, just like, just the nutritional value we're nutritional, talking. There oh. we go, yeah. Things, so, okay, tasting. yeah. I would like them to be... We're not overriding broccoli in right, heavens. Right, but I want them to... I want donuts to be f- fluffy and taste like greasy nothing, you know? No, they will. They'll yeah. just—they'll just be no, nutritious. If you can do that, then I'm all on board. That's Good. Oh, thank God. Yeah. We have I, want, I do want my broccoli to taste like broccoli. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't want a donut broccoli. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to what Emily was saying, I have to me have to actively get myself to stop blasting my brain with shit all the time. Like I, I have to. It makes me sad. That, but I've realized this about myself that I am now like I'll go to if I'm going to a bar and I'm gonna wait and I'm waiting for a friend I actively will sit there and turn my phone over and just sit there because otherwise wow. well because I know my instinct is to just sit there on my phone and like you know text and blah 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 and do all that I'm having to uh, stuff my phone under my pillow and not look at it. 30 minutes before I go to bed yeah. because like I and um, so it like interrupts your sleep patterns right yeah right. and and when I when I wake up I try really hard to not look at it the first thing I wait but these are like active choices that I have to make because my instincts are to when I'm sitting at a bar waiting for someone or if someone goes to the bathroom I'm just gonna get right on my phone or even like when I'm cleaning the house like I'll listen to podcasts. I'll listen to music. Yeah. When yeah. I'm like doing height, when I'm hiking, when I'm doing walking my dogs, when I'm doing anything, driving my car, podcasts, music, audiobooks, like something, 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 something to a point. Like even when I'm grocery shopping, I have a podcast usually in my ear, and then I will take a moment and be like, you know, I'm I can't do all this at once. Like I'm not even listening to the right. podcast. I'm like looking. I'm looking at groceries. So it's like music. I don't see the big problem with as much. But like I'm catching myself doing this, and it's it's I'm scaring it's myself. It's just noise, yeah. right? You just yeah. like, you just like and, oh no, thank you. I'm, but it's it's I'm scaring myself with it because I'm just like holy shit. I was at the aquarium the other last week. Aquarium of the Pacific. Aquarium of the Pacific, and there was a kid. Um, I yelled at kids, which good, I didn't good, mean good. to. Do do. <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. Wait, which is why you pick old people, huh? Right? Which is why you picked old people in the bracket. I picked old people because old people are racist. Oh. Uh, uh, no. Um, yes, they are. <laughs> but no, I, there was a little girl who was, I, you got, people are listening so they can't see me, but um, she's watching the sharks. And I, so I actually ran into her a couple times watching the sharks, the otters, all the shit that you look at in the aquarium. And she <laughs> was filming <laughs> every single thing on her phone. Ooh. Like she wasn't, I don't think that she was like she wasn't looking. She was like like a fucking cinematographer, like following them with her phone, and that was what she was doing instead of enjoying. Like she was, fu- she had the two finger touch on the fucking starfish, and she had her phone in the other hand, yeah. 
filming this moment and I wanted to knock that phone out of that girl's hand and be like, live your life. Like, oh, oh, and I'm, frankly, I'm it's not, her, it's not her fault. I'm like, well, who the fuck are her parents yeah. Yeah. that are letting her kid, their kid be but attached to this But we don't have parents thing. now like, that are watching our every move. And so like, I'll find myself like, putting earbuds on just as habit when I leave my desk or when oh, I yeah. get up. And so then I'll go somewhere and I'll you know, start eating lunch. And then I realize, oh, I have earbuds in and no, nothing is playing. I do that all the I mean, time. Yeah. I have earbuds in and nothing is on. And it, it makes me, I'm telling you, I scare myself with this, with this shit that I, I have to it, actively stop myself from doing this. It is worse when you do it with, in front of other people. And I think, I think we're pretty good about that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like... Mean, I have friends who just cannot... I'm like, and they're like, oh, I'm a parent. I don't give a shit. Like, they, they're, they're not emailing you. They don't yeah, have phones. No, I don't. If someone is. And you're not answering your babysitter's text. You are. Yeah. You're looking read, at Twitter. We I'm, yeah, I'm at, off. Yeah, I'm off my phone. Yeah. Oh, with the exception of when I'm here and I'm checking Twitter constantly. No, that's fine. Um, I, <laughs> I'm off my of phone when I'm, when I'm with other people because I think it's so fucking rude when someone does it to me. As she was saying that she was favoriting a, a post. Yeah. <laughs> like, does anyone else notice that when you uh, favorite things, the hearts like explode in yeah. the confetti? Uh-huh. It's awesome. That's why I favorite everything. Yeah. Uh, it's Chris, simulating emotion for you. Chris Brown yeah, just joined like, us. No, never mind. Yeah, no, I think like everything I said. Chris Brown? Yeah, uh, Christopher Brown from Saskatoon. Um, not that Chris not, Brown. Not yeah, he had this a play this weekend. Better, he's the better Chris Brown. Yeah, he's yeah. the one we, we actually like. The, the, yeah. non, the non-girlfriend hitting, I believe. Uh, Chris, let us know what your play <laughs> was, how your play went, and how the Jade Lynn plays out. Um, <laughs> it's still early. Yeah. So, uh, have you been reading any good comic books? I have. I have. Give me a second, and I'm gonna recollect. I'm gonna remember them. Did you see? She brought your comics book, comic books I, back I, from I, years I ago. See. I, I see. brought <laughs> that to um, to raise the happiness quotient in this room. No, oh, it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> to return the comic books that people so lovingly let. You know what I did is I reread Fables. I know I'm so freaking always behind the time, but I reread the entire run of That's um, so Fables. like 1990. No, I don't know when that was. It's like 2005, y'all. It's so 2005. Um, um, yeah, I finished off. Oh, Black Science is amazing. I'm reading East of West. It's uh, Alan Hickman. If you know that name, Alan Hickman. He's mm-hmm. a pretty remarkable fellow. He burst onto the scene uh, after writing Nightly News, which is one of the most shocking and relevant <clears throat> comic books that I have ever read. And he wrote it with the intention of, of garnishing a whole lot of attention. And I spoke with a, uh, a director who was really, really fond of it. And he said... Um, and I was like, well, you should make a film of, of the nightly news because it's so remarkable. And he said, nobody is ever going to touch this comic because it's sort of the heathers of, um, <laughs> it's sort of the heathers of, um, of, of the, of the nightly news world. But speaking of, okay, so heathers I've always loved and I've always said, sorry to jump topics here, but I've always said there's a movie that they could never make these days, heathers. They're making a TV show of it. Of you know, have you watched Heather's again? Yeah. It doesn't hold up. Does it not? Oh. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's kind of, I don't know. I didn't. But you have to, you're t- seeing it with totally different eyes now with everything that's happened between then and now. Yeah. I think, you know, like if you think of, um, what was that? Uh, Battle Royale. Did you guys see Battle I Royale? I love Battle Royale. Yeah. yeah. So the Japanese film 
where everybody kills every kids are killing kids. The Hungry Games. Yeah, yeah, the yeah pre <laughs> the pre Hungry Games, um, <laughs> and it's uh, and you think oh well, that would never get made, and then the Hungry Games comes out, you know. So yeah, like the, the Hunger th- Games is so it's so like slick and and otherworldly though that it's not like it doesn't necessarily feel threatening, and even even. Even though um, the Japanese one, I just Battle Royale, was so much more realistic. It's not like Heather's, where it feels like the high school that you go to. You know, I, I think I if you do that. the satire correctly, yeah. you can get it done. You can, you can do, do it, anything. You can get away with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like I don't know. Did you guys see Dead Set, Charlie Brooker thing? Uh, everybody should see that. Oh That's wait, oh, yeah, yes. the zombies on the film set in England. Yeah, yes, for, really for um, yeah, Big Brother. Um, Big Brother is happening. I love that. And then outside there's a zombie apocalypse and the Big Brother people don't know it. And so they're just like... Everything just goes dark and they're stuck in the house. It's pretty awesome. That's fun. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. And the actor who, the main, the the lead guy in that show, he's really cute. I like him. Do you remember his name? I don't remember his name and there's no way for us to find out. So let's move on. (laughs) Okay. I thought of you um, this week because in London there was a... um, there was something that was found at a defunct magic shop. It was a manuscript that Harry Houdini commissioned someone to ghostwrite for, uh, that was written by H.P. Lovecraft. It was oh called the, the Cancer of Superstition, a nonfiction treatise. You have, uh, to, you have to email me that. Because that's like I, the most I don't own it. thing. I don't, oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, don't the have article. a copy of it. The article that you're I don't. I, I, I can't. It's they probably haven't scanned a PDF it's for everyone yet, right? Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's about superstition. Um, it covered a, a lot of things from superstition to sound. Giselle to is exploding on the other side. Oh, <laughs> sorry, I found, I'm sorry to interrupt. <laughs> Warren Brown. There is a way, to, is find a way out to find out who is the star of that uh, dead set. And it's what? Warren Brown, the actor Warren Brown. Oh, th- how did you find such a thing? Uh, it was magic. <laughs> oh. um, <laughs> he plays Marky. Thank you, H.P. Lovecraft, anyway, for sending that really to our brains. So, have you read his entire canon then? Oh, no, 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 oh. no, mm-hmm. no. Uh, uh, I love H.P. Lovecraft. I've read a lot of his stuff. Some of it is enjoyable. I think he's a very important and um, delightful writer. Uh, and, uh, maybe I'll say he's a very delightful imaginarianist. I made that word up. But, uh, <laughs> and racist. And racist, misogynist, sort of um, silly little person. His writing mm-hmm. isn't that it isn't half as enjoyable as his canon. I'm sorry. I know that's absolutely blasphemous to say. Uh-huh. I, I really enjoy his works, but like not enough that I'm going like, to sit down and wade through all the, the shit it's like yeah, yeah it's kind of it's kind of I, I like a lot of it i read a lot of it but i think the sort of resulting canon is is a lot more fun and i know that that's definitely not what people want to hear uh, forgive me what is the difference between his writing and his canon his writing is you know his stories that he wrote the canon is sort of everything that grew up around it like there's so much oh, in his canon that he I didn't, didn't know that there's so oh, much other people's yeah other people other people oh. wrote like one of my favorite characters from the canon is the yellow king and the yellow king was not an hp lovecraft creation at all it was originally ambrose bierce wrote a poem um about uh lost carcosa and then um oh what was his name chambers uh, actually wrote the story about the King in Yellow, and then somebody tried to write a play. But anyway, it has nothing to do with H.P. Lovecraft, but the fellow who organized the entire uh, 
sort of like the role-playing game, I guess you would say, recognized, and his fans, and the fans of both H.P. Lovecraft and, and Chambers and uh, Bierce were all like, oh, this fits in perfectly. And so then you got a whole lot of people writing like short stories and this, that, and the other thing. Um, and so his yeah. canon is enormous. Because I see. It has I did so not many realize. That's yeah. really different interesting. In- Are you familiar yeah. with Victor Laval? No. So he's a black science fiction writer who grew up reading Lovecraft, not appreciating until he was an adult, like, oh, shit, this guy's a total xenophobic yeah. racist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he just published a book um, called, uh, that's based off the Ballad of, oh, um, The Horror at Red Hook. Okay. Uh, which is one of his more uh, racist stories. Mm-hmm. And then, so Laval used that as a jumping point for The Ballad of Black Tom, which is about a black blues guitarist in the twenty in the 20s. Oh my god, I would love to read that. Yeah, so I'll send all that to you. Just uh, just don't mind me. Just it might be quiet for a little bit while I type this out. Um, <laughs> but I just love asking the, <laughs> for the subject to change. Yeah. No, I just love the idea that like that there's that there are manuscripts and and works of art by like these great minds that we still haven't found yet. Mm. You know, my mom has a napkin that has poetry written on it. By Iggy Pop. <gasps> what? Yeah. Did he write it for her when yeah, I? Yeah, they were friends. Uh, they actually, his name was Jim Osterberg when he was born, and they were friends in Michigan, in Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh-huh. And um, my mom has this hor- horrible story. She was, uh, she was like in the popular group. She was like in the Mean Girls group, and she was dating Heather. Um, is your name Heather? <laughs> <laughs> she was dating like the other popular boy in school, and then her best friend was dating the other popular boy in school, and she found out that her best friend and her boyfriend were cheating on each other. And <gasps> it was so horrible, and it was so soul-crushing that she absolutely fell out of the popular people group and started hanging out with like the freaks. And of these freaks was Jim Osterberg. That little feller? That little fella Jim he, Osterberg. He's the original midge. Yeah, that's amazing. Aww. And, uh, yeah, he taught her how to drive a stick shift. Yeah, and he did. She, they were driving down the highway. Fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god, what if he's my dad? I was gonna say he's probably your dad. Can he come over? Can your mom have him come over to our podcast? Uh, Iggy Pop's gonna be here in like half an hour. <laughs> uh, taught her how to drive a stick shift. Like she spun out on the road because she got so scared when she saw a cop driving down the opposite way, and he thought it was the most hysterical thing he'd ever seen. And he wrote poetry on napkins, and she has like all these napkins that he wrote. Poetry on in coffee shops and I'm just a modern fellow. Yeah, <laughs> just like hypnotizing ducks. Um, so, um, so those napkins. No, and then are ducks like is like scratched out. Question mark? Question mark? That's sacred so documents. How much do you think those are worth? <laughs> Nothing, because you would have to get like a really fantastic handwriting. I don't think he's ever signed them or dated oh. them or anything. You like, like that. a forensics handwriting, handwriting, handwriting detective, yeah. detectivist. Um, yeah, Imaginariness. <laughs> oh, actually, no. I have a zest for living. Hmm, that doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> um. no, if she wrote an account of sitting in the coffee shop with him uh-huh. and he, and that she was witness to him writing, couldn't that document be used as authentication? Like, don't no. they? If you go to like some. the Whole Foods on Fairfax, eventually Iggy will come in and just be like, "Is this your writing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is my writing." Does does he wear? <laughs> do he, he wears I used to see skin, him around there. Skinny jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, with, he does wear a shirt though. With a scarf what? wrapped no, around never his thigh. What? I'd be of like, who are you? Who is that guy in the shirt who looks like Iggy Pop, who clearly is not because he's No one looks shirt. like a- Iggy. Totally recognize. Yeah. <laughs> and he has a new album that just came out. Mm, I have not heard it. But apparently Chris Brown's play went well and they were, the audience was not, the Saskatchewan audience was not put off by his inconsistent southern accent. Oh, Pasha, I don't believe it was inconsistent at all. Aww. Um, 
What? <laughs> I was tweeting about uh, Bill Twitterson favorited something, <laughs> which said to me, he's on the he's tweets, listening. he's listening right now. So I tweeted to Bill uh, that he should make this band, Bill Twitterson and the Smoky Notes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and Steve Erdley, Steve Erdley, uh, write back uh, that he loved their great song, Top of the Hour. <laughs> that's oh, a good one. That's Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, did you change I'm your whole soundscape? I didn't hear the 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 introductory. Oh, uh, because we're we're nooner. We're no longer this morning show. Oh, yes, we have our own little channel. So yeah, we have all new themes songs. So does Dan still pop that are old songs. theme songs? And it's funny when you hear that when we were listening to the instrumental. Uh, if you listen to the undertone, it just goes sample. Sample. Because, Does it really? Because he was using like uh, royalty-free samples to make That's those so things. Wait, so is that to appeal to East Coast audiences? Because this will air, air at, uh, at noon. No, just Coast? years ago we used to start at noon. Right. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> so we just kept it to confuse. People. Hey, it's noon somewhere. I mean, um, for a lot of people, it's starting at ten in Colorado or eleven mm-hmm. so in the Midwest. Check your local listings. Yeah, check your local listings for your nooner show. Um, do you guys have good neighbors? No, yeah, I had a bipolar woman move in next door. <gasps> and how does that manifest itself? If, sometimes, if I make a noise at all, if I make a noise, she will start banging on the wall and screaming, "Shut!" Like we can swear on the show, right? Shut the fuck up! Shut the fuck up! No, we can't. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> shut the. F- uh, up. <laughs> um, and uh, my greatest defense, the thing that really drives her insane, is if I take a pit of an avocado, stand roughly five feet away from the trash, and lob it in successfully. That's wow. when I know that she's going to go. <laughs> oh my wow. God. Absolutely bananas. That's pretty exciting. However, though. I had Eva over last night, and she was doing her calisthenics and rocking out, and I didn't hear a peep, so maybe. Uh, no. Stretching. I was just stretching. I was just <laughs> <laughs> wasn't doing calisthenics. That was this morning. <laughs> I don't care about it. Exercise. We had a dance party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I put on Todd Rundgren this morning. That I don't want to work. I just, just want to bang on that drum all day. I love dancing to that in the morning. I didn't yeah. know that was Todd Rundgren. <laughs> and we didn't hear a peep, so that's my answer to your question, Marty. Oh. I was like, when do the brooms start coming yeah. in the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, there was a, a, a cat, a neighborhood cat in, uh, let's see, where is this? Oh, Jesus. I just had it up. Um, who was found to have stolen 11 pairs of underwear. And uh, this is in New Zealand and um, in Hamilton. Um, 11 pairs of underwear and more than 50 socks from various neighbors. They like the smell. Cats like the smell. Uh, socks and underwear. Oh, really? So weird, yes. And they take it from the clothing line, from the drying line? Or so. yeah, are they clean like, or dirty? That uh, I I don't know. They there's a picture of all the socks and and they're they're very colorful. The underwear is very colorful and, um, but uh, the socks are all black for the most part. Hmm. And apparently the cat is not a hunter, so this an is artist. What, what she, an art he's a gatherer. Right, right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's a gatherer. <laughs> and then I, <laughs> um, I think it's just as cute as can be, Bridget. But then there was a this uh, guy in. Uh, and I think we talked about it on the show. Uh, this is in Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland. Uh, or outside <laughs> yeah, of Cleveland. Cleveland. Um, in Ukraine. Everyone in Cleveland tunes out right now. <laughs> oh, that's just word for Bill. No, yeah, we, it's, Bill is from it's, Cleveland, it's, so we give him hell. Because he won't shut up about it. Um, <laughs> but there was this guy in his 80s who's been, been living in his home for, you know, like 50 years. And just like, 
out of nowhere, he was egged. And that's, you know, that's a horrible thing. But over a year, he was egged a hundred times. <gasps> what? Like, just From coincidentally? How does it yeah. happen a hundred times and you don't figure out who does it? The police, like, spent hours and hours, <gasps> and, you know, hundreds of hours trying to find out, you know, stakeouts and all this stuff. Okay, but, but like, okay, if you do it a hundred times, all right, after eight, right? And that's an outlier. Eight don't you set up cameras? What uh, are the masterminds? They, they, I believe they did. And the cameras got egged. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, uh, yeah, and this, this poor guy, here. you know, he's just like this. It was his neighbor, right? He, One of he them, was but this, they could never he, catch it. He was, yeah, he was this retiree, and he was even fined because the, it was damaging his, the paint on his house, and so he was fined for it. But he's like, I, That's you know, fair. every time I try to, he's an 85-year-old man. Was his body, sake. his person was getting egg or his house? His house, his oh. house. <laughs> yeah, and they would throw, uh, you know, cans of food. And what? they Jeez. finally found this guy. Like, so this was between May 20th, uh, 2014 to June 26th of 2015. Mm. They just find, found this guy. And it was a neighbor who had moved out recently. But, but you know, what, it, what possessed him to I do know, that? That's, see, that's, I, I want, if you're in Cleveland... I'm sorry for saying fuck Cleveland. Let us know what Jason, <laughs> what possessed Jason Kozan to attack his neighbor's home. Brain so, tumor. Gotta be. I guess. Or melting. Brain melting. Thwarted love affair. Maybe this 85-year-old guy was a dick. Uh, yeah. But he'd never that been is something we didn't yeah. consider. Oh, yeah, maybe he was a dick. <laughs> yeah, he was like, Why do you hate old people so much? Oh, my God. I was remember? going to make a video game for old people, too, because uh, someone was saying that if you use your brain, you can uh, get less Ward off al- racist. Alzheimer's. Al- Alzheimer's. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, the more you use your brain. So I thought we should make some apps, some gaming apps for old people, and one of them would be called Get Off My Lawn. <laughs> and you're trying wow. to shoot little hooligans. The, and the other one would be turn on the cell phone. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, give them any modern technological device. Mm-hmm. Uh, my neighbor is, uh, my neighbor is a, a TSA agent. Oh, oh, cool. And I know this because uh, somebody knocked on my door, this very official looking lady, and she had on a nice pair of pants and a nice blouse. <laughs> she went and got her pants. And, yeah, yeah, she, she was happy. She got her yeah. pants. <laughs> and uh, she had a badge, and she said, we come to talk to you about your neighbor. She was coming to, you know, uh, do research, investigate to make sure oh, he's... security clearance. Yes, security, that's it, security mm. clearance. So she showed me her badge, and I reached out to take it because I have never seen a big fancy badge. Right, oh, no. <laughs> metal big star badge, <clears throat> and she held on to it. She would not. Yeah, they let don't it. let you hold it. Yeah, they don't let you hold it. She <laughs> would let me look because at it because they saw Midnight Run, and they saw how you know often Robert De Niro would steal Yafet Kodo's badge, oh. and so that's part of their training. They show that movie. It's oh. a Midnight Run clause. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This will happen. <laughs> that, yes. I want to get that training because that's a good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie. <laughs> anyway, they come and they say, you know, it's your neighbor, it's a good neighbor, and what do they do, and do you have any reason to be suspicious of them? And my neighbor is very nice. They're quiet and helpful and they're messy. Their yard is pretty messy, but they're nice people. One time I broke one of uh, our windows, just being careless, and the window smashed. Next thing I know... The neighbor is come over and say, is everything okay? Oh, that's who you want. Yes. Yeah. I like that's them. Nice. Yeah. I have a lot of uh, Hispanic families in my apartment complex. 
um, because I live in Eco Parque. And uh, they all are, a lot of them are related to each other, actually. But I think that my neighbors, one of them, I think, are hoarders, um, just judging from all the stuff on their patio. And then I have one neighbor. She's very nice, but um, I feel like she will catch um, the midge and I outside sometimes and will want to... Talk. talk your ear off but like that but like specifically about politics because she's a republican oh. Whoa. um and wants you to give her your phone talk to my mom well <laughs> and Eric, like yeah because i you know she was just like i just like to talk to you guys about this stuff because you know you seem to know you know your stuff so it's just interesting and i'm like yeah girl i got you but like i don't want to go to bed and like, this I'm is really... a not white person yeah i don't understand how not white not male people could be Republicans. Me neither. So me neither. Weird. I, I, I asked her that. I was like, what are, you, what are you thinking? Like, you're, you know, you're a young mom. They all have Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Trying to appeal to their abusers. <laughs> yeah. She claims Ching. that she works in the government. I don't know. She's really nice. Um, but it's just like sometimes a little bit too. Like, I, I just can't. She's not a Trump supporter, though, is she? Uh, no, she's okay. not. She's not that crazy. No, she's not that crazy. But um, it is just one of those things where I'm just like, Mama, you got to stop talking <laughs> to me like, about this shit. Like, I don't. I think that she's starting to get the idea that I don't want to talk about it because she hasn't done it in a while, but like... Because you said many times, I don't want to talk about it? Well, it's just one of those things where like I'll sit out there and then I'll just kind of like, I'll feel myself like getting more and more... I don't want to get in a heated debate at 11.30 at night. When you like, just want to go and, home. And also, and you don't want to be sleep. rude. And exactly. you're going to see this person all the time. And, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be like, I don't understand why you're this way. Yeah. That's very Seinfeldian, like how you deal yeah. with close people that you see all the time. But like, <laughs> yeah, like you don't want to talk to The gonna, late talkers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the late talkers. <laughs> politico talkers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I don't you know, know. It's a little too much for me. Uh, do, you, do you speak Spanish to any of your neighbors? Uh, no, I actually, I mean, since I've actually lived in LA, um, I haven't really been close to any of my neighbors. Um, uh, there's like neighbors here and there that I can remember like being involved in my life and being friends with, but like, I feel like, um, there's something about LA and apartment, big apartment buildings where like people really kind of don't talk to each it's other. Isolated. See, I, I, I think, think that even the bigger the building, the less people, like I live in a pretty big, um, building. And so I just, I just don't know them. Like even though other people with dogs, you think that I would know them and I don't know them. I know, I know my neighbor's dogs. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know all my neighbors. But I think I'm the neighbor who, like, people are like, "Oh my god!" Like every Tuesday morning, there's just like all this racist yelling that comes out of there, <laughs> and just like this weird cackling. It's just stay away from there. You know? Yeah, I think that if I ever was to get like a house or something like that, I would want to get to know my neighbors just because I think it's probably a little bit more important because you'd be know. there for a long time. Yeah, too. and so will they. Yeah, but like, I mean, this apartment building—I've lived there for two years and. Uh, sad. It's actually kind of sad. Like half, uh, uh, like half the people who used to live there, because a lot of these families are related. I think when I first moved in, there was like this big family split amongst about seven um, apartments, and now I think that there's only three of them left um, because of the rent hikes oh, up, because yeah. of how expensive it is. Um, 
I think something I looked it up online of like how much my apartment costs. If we, my roommates and I were to move out today, uh, they um, would be making double. So do they consistently raise the rent higher than the rate of inflation yeah. every yeah. month? So every oh, yeah. every year they can only do they it. They do that a to me amount, too. I don't understand how that's like legal. Like, well, why can you just consistently raise five percent, ten percent? Like, what? there's the renter laws in California, but so they can only raise it so much. Three percent. Three percent. But oh. it's still, and it's not every year either. I think it's every two years. Oh, oh I think it's every year for us. Oh, is it? Yeah, but um, mm. but it's still, you know, it's it's a lot and the higher it gets. I mean... Every time that happens, you should be allowed to go to your boss and say, I need a 3% raise. You know? Honestly, because yeah. I don't... Nothing has changed in my life. Yeah. That, you yeah. know, I wish, but it hasn't. So yeah. it's it's pretty unfortunate and it's sad to watch um, these families who have been there for a really long time have to leave their apartment because they yeah. can't afford it anymore. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And God knows where they go because... I where is cheaper? I couldn't afford to live in Compton, you guys. I'm holding on to my apartment with my fucking claws right now. Do you get along with your roommates? I do. Thank God. We we have been having uh, two house guests uh, stay with us for the past couple of months. Mm. Um, and so it's a bit of a commune over at my house. And I like it. It's been a long time since I've lived with a lot of people. And it's working out really nice. I like it. But I, I think like that, that you're... that. The people that stay with you, uh, that are with you are so respectful of your space. They are. It is not like traditional roommates where we each have equal say. The two guests are being extremely respectful of how I like to live. And so that make it very easy for me. Right. Nice. I have to say I'm in a lucky position. Oh, um, it's the top of the hour and you're listening to the Nooner podcast on the Smonco Radio Network. You did it. I did it. And I almost got that on time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is he pointing at It's nice to know some things don't change. Yeah. Uh, but you get along with your roommates? It's I do, yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons to... Uh, ugh, gross. Uh, sorry. I just got sent a picture of the midge my and, then my, and oh. my roommate's uh, boyfriend both in the kitchen, co- my kitchen cooking. Why is that gross? I don't know. Um, <laughs> 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 Can I see the midge? Uh yeah, uh, I've never seen the. He mitch. looks so much shorter compared to my roommate's boyfriend too. Because, because he is. Oh, because I'm sorry, that's not the midge. Oh. That's, that's oh, that, that, that's, that's a kitten. <laughs> <laughs> that's a baby. That's a kitten in a in a tuxedo. I thought that that was the midge. No, that's okay. Just kidding. She was sending me a picture of <laughs> her boyfriend's roommate. Oh, okay. <laughs> but wh- while you have your phone there, oh. maybe give a picture of the midge. Oh. oh, sure. Okay, anyways, what was I talking about? Oh, there's pros and cons to living with roommates. Uh, we all get along, so that's great. But, um, you know, I sometimes miss being alone. I've lived alone Privacy. before. Um, yeah. But that the midge's butt? No, that was Whitney Cummings' weird Instagram post, which all is right. disgusting. This is good radio. Sorry. Uh, right, maybe we should do this afterwards. Um, no, no, it's no? too late. Okay. It's, it's happening now. All right. We're good. Everybody's fine. All right. Everybody's fine. How long have you been with your roommates? Uh, two years. Oh, that's pretty good. That's, that's not bad, but then you're still getting along. Um, yeah. But the dishwasher isn't magic, Ashley. <laughs> 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 this one goes out to you, Ashley. <laughs> Clean your fucking plates before you put them in. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> so Maria Sharapova, are you familiar with her? Yes, she plays a sporting. She does, plays she a sporting. Tennis. tennis. She plays sporting. Yes. And, uh, you know, she was one time the world number one. And she was just caught for um, doping. And there, well, there was this drug that was put on uh, the anti-doping list for the first time January 1st. And it's called meldonium. Are you familiar with meldonium? No. 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 Well, apparently, Sounds refreshing. It's, yeah, oh. it's, it's very popular <laughs> yeah, amongst the. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Very popular amongst Russians, and uh, it uh, was must be bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it was used to improve in communist uh, Russia. Meldonian make you survive. Oh, yes. <laughs> Meldonian make you have tennis to get you out of this country. Go on. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you guys. I did bring. Uh, Vladimir with me. He is a spokesperson for Meldonium. Meldonium. <laughs> Thank oh, you for having me on the show. Welcome, That's like a country, Meldonia. Like they make it. In yeah. Sound like country, definitely steroid. But apparently, it, it increases your blood flow, and your your endurance goes up, your strength goes up. It sounds awesome. Yes, yeah. uh, very awesome. Make yeah. you have sex longer. I yeah. would say like sex. Oh, really? Feel, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she says that she uh, takes it because she's been taking it for ten years because she, she, her family has a history of diabetes, and her she's been taking it for ten years because if she doesn't, the withdrawal is going to kill her. Yeah. Cure diabetes, <laughs> cure cancer, cure yeah. loneliness, and also um, magnesium deficiency. Is what she also said. If you are That's anemic, adorable. it'll also take That's care of this adorable. problem. Wow. There was a sign down the road, this clinic, looking for unused... Unused diabetes test strips. Test strips. Yeah, you know how they have like, we buy you, we buy ugly homes or we buy uh, broken cars. <laughs> we buy your unused... We buy your unused test diabetes test strips. This is my sister company. <laughs> <laughs> we use it to resale to make lingerie for bigger women in Russia. <laughs> so that when they sweat they can tell their blood sugar level precisely we are the uh, upfront in technology in saving diabetic lives and it's vladimir is that correct yes uh, you know well. what i thought of when we saw that sign was if you find a rusty needle in the parking lot don't start a business giving flu shots oh my god that's what i thought when we saw the that's diabetes me. test so eva's a musician as well she makes oh. some of my most favorite music ever and that was a line from a song <laughs> that was a line from one of her that's songs. a great song that's a great <laughs> that's a great lyric look it up everybody you'll what where do you perform under oh that was when i was um with doing the eva avenue and carlosor thing so that was what song was that the that's uh the second one on your first album joyous musical <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. It's called, the, the track is called The Joyous Musical off the album Chicken no, Ticket, right? No, 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 Joyous Musical is the musical. No, no, that Nobody was the name of the song. Says what they really think. Yeah. That's a different songs, though. No, it's called A Joyous Musical. That's, really? that's the name of the song. How, oh, how okay. do you, what, uh, what form is your music? I mean, do you play an instrument? Yeah, I play lots of instruments, like um, p- piano, accordion, um, t- any stringed instrument, violin, um, drums, um, <sighs> The other things are seen. That's cool. Yeah. I'm a little bit in love with you. Ooh. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> and so you play these instruments, record the different tracks, put them together, do some vocal. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, it was me and, and someone it's not else. Hummingbird and, head? Huh? She's not hummingbird head? Oh. Okay, you're right. She knows my uh I'm she number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's been a few years. Yeah. <laughs> Since that album, I forgot. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of my favorites. Everybody, do yourself a favor. Oh, man. Um, sorry. 
Uh, but do you think... Do, do wait. we have a track? Can we play a track? Is it online if we find a track? Yeah, if, if Emily can figure that out. Apparently she's the one that... I know where I've everything is. Shit Everybody step here. back. <laughs> I'm going to talk If, if she finds one, there it is. This isn't the track, but this is definitely you and Carlos. Oh, you play, you play drums. Well, anyhow, people can look up Eva Avenue, and it's spelled just like it sounds, and Carlosaur. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful. Uh, are you still performing and playing and creating? Um, yeah, I haven't been performing. Sometimes I go up to New York and I sing with my friend Sam Miller uh, and play a little keys, but I mostly have just been... Just playing for myself. I've been painting uh, this year a lot, so that's been my focus. Uh. Yeah. I also just published on nightlynoodlemonthly.com. It was supposed to be published in the weekly uh, Alibi in Albuquerque, but I did this giant expose investigative piece on the Albuquerque Police Department. And one like, of the most and, corrupt. Uh, one of the most yeah, and the Department and of Justice had investigated them, and so I couldn't. So I don't like the editors. Like, just weren't there. It was like talking to the abyss. Like, and I had this amazing piece and I couldn't get it published other places because the editors and I didn't have a relationship so I was like fuck it I'm putting it on my blog but you know really this is a great piece and it should be read <laughs> but, what uh, is going on with the Albuquerque wow. PD yeah. what is your blog say, say where we can nightly noodle monthly dot com nightly noodle monthly dot com yep. okay great um, but back to this super drug oh right apparently like Let's it has talk about very similar like very low side effects and it basically... It no side like, effect at all. Oh, make sorry, you, sorry, Vlad. Make you super. Can I call you Vlad? You can call me Vlad. Aw, I feel like we're, we're chums now. We are best friend now. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. I want you to be best man in my wedding. Um, all right. Getting uh, in deep there, we'll, Marty. We'll take it offline. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Wear your nicest tuxedo. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I have three, you know. You have three tuxedo? Oh, yeah, yeah. What, are you a billionaire? The commercial shoots? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they paid you with the tuxes? No. I know how this town works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, do you think it's a bad thing to take a performance-enhancing thing that has no side effects? No, well, like, say, minor side effects? Is that, is that a bad thing? If everybody's taking them, then no. But if you're the only one, then that's not fair. Right, that's unethical, like, just for the whole sports... Right. Men, I think but. that it's setting up unrealistic uh, expectations for, let's say, a uh, eight-year-old who is in tennis and really wants to be a professional tennis player, and she's good at tennis and can't ever seem to get good enough. And then when she gets a little bit older, say high school age, they go, oh, well, this is what you have to do to become professional. You have to take these drugs. That worries me on the other hand though it does make baseball more entertaining <laughs> what if there was a brain enhancing drug like say you know in a room of podcasters one person is on adderall do they have a fa- an unfair advantage of is know? adderall a brain yeah. enhancing drug oh hell yeah you're so funny you're like boop 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 you're like getting shit done you're like wow so, so where do should, I get some of this? Um, and is Eva the person on Adderall? No, I'm not. <laughs> I think uh, that she has natural Adderall just coursing through her bloodstream. It depends on. Uh, I don't know if that's a good comparison because um, people are different levels of. Like, I think that it's already like an unfair advantage that I'm in this room. Um, so <laughs> just being here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm joking. This is jokes with Cassandra. <laughs> this is joke. 
That was very good joke. Good one, Cassandra. I get oh, humor. Oh, so you've got a hype man too, Cassandra, too. Yeah, I thought that Vlad would be kind of a cool vibe for like a hype man. That's awesome. Everybody stand up. Uh, stand up. Okay, I'm standing. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about roof. All right, we're going to, um, I guess it's an, I don't know. I would take a pill. I would take a limitless pill if there was one. Yeah, I mean, if there's no side effects, why am I not on this right now? Yeah, well, there are side effects to Adderall. But well, but not this, not this. M- well, there's melod- some side effects, melod- but they, they don't know what. Melistan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, uh, dependency. You turn tall and blonde if you take m- m- whatever that drug is. Like tall and blonde is good. Yes, it's a good side effect. Uh, I pray. Coming at you in threes. Gonna put you at ease. If you like it raw, well tough. You can polish off. Uh, okay, this is what we do for first timers. We ask, in Russia we play with snowball. Oh, that's not a that's a hus- made of ice. Uh, that's a hardball. That's 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 tough. Well, the, but things are harder in Russia. Rock ball. Okay, so this is, goes to Eva. Uh, I ask. I'm going to ask you three questions, and then we'll put them out to, to the audience. Tres preguntas. You, uh, join yeah. in at. Uh, <laughs> At, at home, if you want, and tweet in at uh, Nooner Dan Marty. Taco or burrito? Ooh. Ooh. The ultimate question. Damn. It's a softball. Well, La pregunta oh, this ultima. is really complicated Burritos stuff. in New Mexico, tacos in Texas. Oh, what kind of tacos what and what kind of burritos? Mm, I like uh, carne asada. I like uh, anything with the green chili in it. That's like a new, but no, but which one? Like so, the burrito. I okay. think. Okay, carne asada and green chili. Yeah, and uh, and what brec- kind of taco? breakfast burritos. I love breakfast burritos. Oh yeah, in New Mexico too, and then tacos. Taco, um, or the tacos in Mexico are pretty good too. I like any kind of taco. I like. I even like fish tacos. Um, even what, what? Whoa, that's I know. crazy oh my god <laughs> where up. do you find these people <laughs> told you she was nuts uh, <laughs> some people don't like fish and i think that's weird so but if you had to choose between one and the other okay burrito okay interesting mm-hmm. cassandra you clearly have some thoughts about this <laughs> no it's not like an extensive amount of thoughts about it i just prefer burritos because I don't like to control my portions. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can have 17 burrito uh, tacos, you know? Yeah, sure. Oh, it's wafer thin. Well, you know, did you say wafer thin? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's only ever seen thin. it written. <laughs> uh, Did you eat the tacos? They are wafer thin. Yes. No, I like burritos better, though, just because, like... Um, Girl, let's high five. That's cool. The burritos. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't had a taco that's really knocked my socks off. Everybody's like, oh, my God, all the best taco places in L.A. Try them. And I'll try them occasionally. I'm like, oh, it's just a fucking taco. But burritos, God, there's just so many things you could put in it. And mm-hmm. there is the breakfast element to it that so, is sure. pretty uh-huh. good. So I just like I like burritos because so, it helps me. It, it just anything that aids in my overeating um, <laughs> I enjoy. That's good. Right. Yeah, uh, more calories per unit. Hello. In Northern California, it's a it's a burrito town. You know, San Francisco is famous for their North burritos. Cal. Yeah. Burritos. So I didn't really have tacos until I came down here. 
And then when I had tacos, I was like, I was like, that's just meat on a corn thing. Like, so what I'm saying, like, that, it, how is that interesting? Like, here's how is a that taco. Good? It's like meat and then onions and cilantro and then the thing. And it's like, oh well, I guess that makes sense why it's only a dollar twenty-five. But I like fish tacos. Do you uh, does Baja fish tacos? I like. Yeah. I'll do fish tacos. I like that with yeah. the uh, cabbage. But I've come around, and I I find that tacos are more interesting because you can have a variety of them. You can have three of them. And they're of different that fillings. That is fun. Yes. Yeah. And, and a burrito just becomes, if it's too big, it becomes a, a slog. Burden. Yeah. 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 So a burdenito. That, that's my... <laughs> um, hey, uh, Chris Miller wants to know, did Max Landis post a photo of Emily a few weeks ago? <gasps> I've been wrinkling... It's been wrinkling my brain. Emily is spelled with a E, like E-M-E-L-I-E, and I think she just wants everyone to know that. I don't know. Did he? Why would he have? Where? Do you know Max Landis? I do. I do, but I don't oh, know. Why. Right in the mic. Right in the I mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, yes. Yes, I do know Max Landis. Um, I don't know why he would have posted a picture of me. I haven't seen him in quite some time. Oh, all right. Maybe, well, maybe he's he's doing a, something Thank creepy. Thank you. Oh, yeah. no. um, I don't think so. <laughs> Go Can on. I say yes. uh, yes, some please. complete change of subject? Oh, we're still in softballs. Oh, yeah, okay, then never mind. Okay, it's but, not but, that good. Ho- no, hold, hold that thought. I will, I will. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. No, no, it's really stupid. <laughs> then now I need must. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, as long hear. as it's stupid. Not like the rest but of the content. Need, you better deliver. <laughs> well, I keep being a little bit distracted because uh, I needed uh, the sweater that I'm wearing today. Uh, I needed you beautiful. That? No, 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 no. Uh, um, oh, you needed it. Goodwill. I, I needed... What? Goodwill? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> the Helmut Mather knit it for me. Oh. Uh, one part I tried to help with, that's the part on the sleeve that don't fit right. That oh. was my part. But anyway, <laughs> I needed to wash it. That's what I was saying. I needed to wash it a while ago, but I did not have hand-washing liquid. So I used pet shampoo for the, <laughs> the, the cat shampoo. Yeah. And well, now it's wool, you know. Like, that's what I figured, you know, it's come from wool. an animal. Sheep or pets. But now I'm really distracted because every time I move, I smell myself and I smell like a clean cat. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's so funny because I would always wash my dogs uh, in pert. Oh. You know, that pert shampoo. Pert so, plus. Yeah. Pert plus, yeah. So when I smell pert, I think of my old dogs and I get, it's really nostalgic to me. So, uh, and I, it makes me really happy. Like, so when I use it. Um, so that's not stupid at all. Okay, good. That's a wonderful thing. I think that was relevant. Uh, but how often do you shampoo your cats? Not very often. Only just if they get in, into something. Like if they come like back that muddy. That comes up. Uh, he got into a, something. He came back covered in mud. And he's so like white, so it shows up. Once a year, maybe. If, if that, even as much as that, not so much. Okay. Second softball. Who was your best friend growing up? Um, I had a few best friends, but I think Abby Tirabasi was the most impactfully magical, and we're still friends uh, at the same level today, and it's really nice. I met her when she was eight, and uh, she's in Costa Rica right now, which is uh, below the United States on the happiness she better come back fast. Um, I'll bet she's happier than us right now. She probably probably is happier. She's like surfing and having a great time. Yeah. So oh. she's living there right now. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And you guys still keep in touch. That's we keep in touch. We. Uh, I was gonna go back to Florida. We're both gonna meet back up there in May and put together this uh, our second ev- uh, annual event called Florida Spring Cleaning, where we raise money to help um, to give to the 
people who are doing the best work to save the Florida Springs because what they're all the fuck fucked. Don't and you do, dude? I'm just like, I was just so thinking. I was like, God damn, she's interesting. About, yeah, <laughs> you're like they, you know, they they got rid of the Dosecki's guy, you know, as yeah. their spokesperson, and I think they found their new one. Jesus, that's what you Christ. get when you're a functioning lunatic. Yeah, yes. I and want, you have a loose frontal lobe. I want functioning lunatic in me. <laughs> Jesus, you gotta loosen your frontal lobe. Ridiculous. <laughs> now, what do you do? Do you just shake it? You just open yeah. Uh, all right, the, but that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. big shout out to what's her name? Abby. 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 <laughs> Abby b- 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 Love you, girl. Um, anybody else? Do you, do you? Elizabeth. Yeah, your sister. Yes. Oh my God! Yay. Is that just because she's listening right now? No, she's not listening. Oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. But uh, she's what two, three years younger than you? Oh no. She's like, we're... Um, six months apart. Yeah, six months <laughs> apart. Wow, interesting. <laughs> Good guess. Uh, for real. Where she's not, she's my cousin in real life. <laughs> I was trying wait, to figure wh- out how that would work. Wait, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, she really is your cousin? Yeah, she's my cousin, but we grew up uh, together, and so... Oh, and you are six months apart. Uh-huh. No, that you, you really nailed it on oh the Oh, my head. God, I was just like trying to do <laughs> Secrets that. Secrets out. No, we, we've, wow. we've, uh, we're cousins, but... Um, and uh, but we grew up together, and um, so and we look alike, kind of. So people just always thought we were sisters, and so just from a it. from a young a- age, we were like, yeah, sure. I mean, that's uh, that's unbelievable. That's fantastic. Yeah, so it's kind yeah. of like a it's like a reflex to just say that, and then eventually t- moments like this happen. Oh, where yeah. uh, but it makes like perfect. even when someone says to my mom, "How's your other daughter doing?" She's like, "Oh, Elizabeth, she's great." Like it's just like. <laughs> Aww. So, um, yeah, but she's my best friend. And uh, did you guys ever get in physical fights? She's my best uh, No, no. We we never really fought that much. Even, like, as kids, like, when we would fight, she would, um, she would get really mad and storm off and go sit under my grandma's uh, kitchen table. And then I would continue along with whatever... I was doing because I knew that she always would come back in like five minutes or less and act like nothing fucking happened. And I think that I continue to treat her that way to this day, (laughs) which she does not like. (laughs) But she, yeah. That's good though. She knows to disengage. Yeah. Instead of like standing there and freaking out. Yeah. So she'll, she'll. (laughs) So when you jam up her toilet, she'll go away for five minutes. And and really, it's just for the air to clear. Yeah. Like whenever, whenever I piss her off, she's just like gets really frustrated with me and then just kind of takes a breath and lets it go and uh is she perhaps um enabling bad behavior for me maybe but whatever that, that's how you guys cook she's together. turned me into the selfish person that i am today and i <laughs> thank, thank her for that and i thank her for that oh that's the best we have to have her on the show when she comes out yes she will be out i don't know when she's coming out right. she'll come out soon all right. She has to. Uh, yes. Oh. My best friend <laughs> growing up. Yeah, did you have a best friend growing up? I did. My friends Bekla and Sabine and also Helmut, who I met in school class. Uh, but Bekla and Sabine, we, we thought we was pretty fancy three of us, you know. We called ourselves the pretty fancy three of us. <laughs> and one time they have uh, these fancy boots on sale downtown at the shop, little boots. That was made, I guess, of some sort of plastic because there was gold in color. And with. Oh, the dog is. Oh, postman. Postman. 
So we bought the boots and we come to school all happy. We look at us. We have those three fancy pairs of boots. Nobody else care, but we really like them. <laughs> and then they're still my friend Sabine. She take pictures. She photograph. And uh, Vekla is really into new age self help. She love that. So she take classes. You know, call me up. She say, Hey, I'm going to a workshop. <laughs> you should come. Do you go? Have you I, ever gone with her? I got. I go to some of them. Do they help you, or are you just like, um, well, weird? <laughs> I like I like some of the things to be here now, you know, uh, and when they do creativity. But uh, I think um, people is just people. I don't think there's any the people in those workshops is any better than any other people. Yeah, they, they just put a program together. They have and a program, and they it, do. Yeah. But some of the things is really fun. We got to, you know, do an outline of our bodies. It was like an art and body workshop that I really like so much. But that was fun. Make a creative outline. You do a big outline of your body mm. and then you color it in, you know, as a celebration of yourself. Yeah, um, it's like your 2D soul body. Yeah. <laughs> FYI, like Chris Miller, that is that is another pixie-ish young woman. Yeah, Max Landis has tons of tiny pixie lovely young women. We understand like Max Emily. Landis a little <laughs> bit <Yeah>. more. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have any pixie-ish childhood friends? Pixie-ish childhood well, friends? I don't know. I'm just, no. just trying to... No, you know. I was the only elf in my class. Oh. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you, just, you were with Storm, in a, a class of storm giants? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Jotun. Yeah, it was me and a bunch of Jotun. <laughs> and uh, you weren't friends with any of them, but they, you obeyed them. I was very friends with a couple of them, but I can't say any of them really made a big impression on me. There was just really? too many cultural differences. Oh, you know, understood. reaching things on high shelves versus not not reaching things on high shelves, which is my culture. Right, of my course. My culture was reaching under tables. All right, and, and sitting on sitting on shelves and sitting on toadstools. All right, uh, Eva, this is the last softball. What, what's a movie that was once a favorite but is embarrassingly bad when you watch it on repeat viewings? This is not the soft, softest this of is, balls. No, this, this has a hard Ubi. candy shell. This is what kind of racist stuff did you like when you were a kid and didn't get it? <laughs> <laughs> did I miss that conversation? That sounds like a good one. No, that's just the no. theme song for it. Uh, oh, we need to have uh, that conversation. Oh, last next. week was the theme song show. Uh, this... Actually, I could answer both of those questions in one. Go on. Aladdin. Okay. Both Aladdin's of- still great. What? It's not as good as I remembered it. I like I'll say that much. The it's- music and fucking Jasmine. Okay, the music what? and the lyrics are probably still Straight some of the best back. ever written. But uh-huh. the whole thing, oh, I think the racism <laughs> makes it hard to, hard to you know, stand I by. I still stand by the sand, sand, uh, Song of the South. I will watch that over and over oh, again. No. zippity do fucking da Deal with it. Um, <laughs> Um, okay so I don't I can't really think of anything I wasn't like a I'm not like a crazy movie lover I you know don't always have I don't always have the attention span but I have seen a lot and I did recently watch The Sound of Music again and it was kind of this weird it was so weird like the parts I thought used to think were like beautiful or like Fresh, Climb we're just so dated and weird, like that. Like I am sixteen, going on seven. He's like, you need a man to show you what yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. 
whatever it is because well, you're stupid. That, but she, d- she does. She does. Uh, that's right. I forgot. She splits from song. him. So that's. Then and then he tries to know. kill her, and he fucking like goes. He, no, he lets them go. He's the one who comes in at the no, end. No, he blows the whistle on them. Like, oh, does he? At the end, right? I thought like, he was. Yeah, because there's, there's that moment where he can let them go or not, and, he and then he blows, to blow the, whistle. the whistle. I was like, you're it. What a yeah. dick. So she's yeah. better off without him. So I think we take a lesson that you don't trust seventeen-year-old boys. Yeah. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's that another right? topic. That right? What was oh yeah? What was what was horribly misogynistic? That was one of your favorite things, but you didn't realize it, and now you look back on it. Sixteen going on seventeen—that's one of them, right? Oh, yeah. um, well, I mean, most musicals are most everything. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I I used to really like when I was um, this is, must have I don't know what year this came out, but it'll probably give you a little bit better idea of why I liked it. Um, but I really. When I saw Pearl Harbor for the first time, I was like, <laughs> I was like, really like at that sweet spot of um, you were the two thousand one. Okay, so I was eleven years old. Jesus fucking Christ! So I'm <laughs> sorry. Uh, so you know, like you got ben, handsome pants Ben Affleck, handsome pants Josh Hartnett in this movie that is a big like melodrama love story and I'm 11 years old like I had I didn't stand a chance to that no. right it's kind of like you, your first kind of more adult movie it or was it's my like, first more adult movie and, and did I you was, know how it ended being 11 years old how Pearl Harbor I knew that the attack this, that's so funny <laughs> about that stupid movie is it has nothing to do with Pearl Harbor really it has to do with Kate Beckinsale it falls in love with Ben Affleck and then Pearl Harbor happens. Ben Affleck has to go away. And so does Josh Hartnett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. And then Ben Affleck dies. Josh Hartnett doesn't. So Josh Hartnett comes to like lick the wounds. <laughs> um, and then they have sex in an airline hangar. So it's like, and then Mile High Club. <laughs> Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> it's the hanger. And then Josh Hartnett dies too. And then you find out the whole time that actually Ben was Affleck, ben Affleck well, alive. He yeah, he was. He, yeah, they thought he died, but he actually didn't lie. He didn't die, and so he made it back. What a twist! Yeah, and then um, and then uh, <laughs> Josh Hartnett, or they name their first kid Ben Affleck and Kate Beckinsale names their first kid after um, Josh. Josh Hartnett, uh, Danny. And then there's a like a weird scene in the beginning where like the kids are like together. It's like a flashback on their friendship and like Josh Hartnett's character, the kid. He goes, "You're my best friend." Or like some do something stupid that I can never forget. <laughs> Anyways, that movie's bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you spent 20 but minutes explaining I, it. I fucking lose. I used to love it. It was two VHSs. It was two. It was basically like, do you want like this VHS is for Ben Affleck's love story? This one's for Josh Hartnett. I just really liked it. Um, Chris Brown says that for him it was cop and half with Burt Reynolds. Um, oh Lord. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. And a small black child. Uh, recently, I saw Unforgiven with Clint Eastwood, oh, yeah. and that one do hold up. But then also recently, I saw a Six Degree of Separation. See, that maybe is too you too young for that one. But it was Stoker, Channing, and who is the guy? Uh, the nice guy, uh, the old guy. He was also in Ordinary People. Uh, Robert Redford. No, 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 no. no. Uh, um, the guy from Taxi. No, 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 Judd no. Hirsch. Um, no, no, no. Um, also in I like this the game. Body <laughs> oh, Donald Sutherland. Donald no, Sutherland. No. Donald Sutherland. Stoker Channing and Will Smith. First movie of. He's a Scientologist. Oh, 
What is going on? <gasps> what? Can you openly? Is no, it he's open? not open an open sign. No. Look at him. He's oh, he's uh, oh. he's met with. He's, he's consulted with Scientologists. Scientologists. But I don't well, anyway, this was his first big role. Before he was a Scientologist. And uh, <laughs> the movie was... Did we just commit libel? What? <laughs> no, go, go ahead. Go. The movie was uh, celebrated at the time, and I watched it again, and I had really liked it, but then it, it don't hold up. The, at the end, uh, I remember, so they have this whole big thing, and blah, blah, this and that, and the guy turned out to be, uh, the Will Smith turned out to be a faker, right? Just impersonating. Oh, no. And he ended up in, in jail. And at the end of the movie, Stalker Channing is whistling and walking down the street. And the first time I saw it, I saw, oh, she she's discovered who she is. She's claiming her own strength. It's really mm. nice. The second time, recently when I see it, I say, she's a total bee, bee, boop. Because, <laughs> because here, this guy is in jail and she don't care. She's just whistling down the street. She has no compassion oh. for him. He didn't hurt nobody. He was just troubled guy. Oh. Yes. Doesn't so I don't up. like it anymore. Oh, wow. Oh. Sorry, I got a little worked up about that. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, is there a movie that's still um, up for you? Citizen Kane doesn't hold up. Oh. Yeah, because like you know why? It's like... Because you, when you know the twist, like what's the point in watching the movie? Why don't they? Yeah, and it's I'm all like in color and like, I mean, yeah, it's I mean, all it's in like black and white and nothing. Like, yeah, I and mean, they don't show faces in it. It's just like like shadows and stuff. Yeah, like that. and then you know, it's can't see anything. <laughs> I'm not sure that <laughs> Orson Welles was as cool as he once was. Like, I, we're just spoiling every movie. It's okay. Rose, Rosebud <laughs> is a sled. The yeah. wife did it in presumed innocent. Yep. Spoiler. Oh, no, I'm going to spoil every they fucking and, movie. And Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father. And, <laughs> with, and that's why they Star... They was both the same guy and he was dead all along. Oh, yes. That's, right. We should just give spoilers without telling without what the movie was. Oh, my God, yeah. Spoilers, spoilers without context. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the box was empty. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh it God. was his finger. <laughs> <laughs> Those funny. weren't two no. pillows. Uh, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, so, um, this yeah. It's like interesting for me because I haven't seen like all these movies. So I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Are we making stuff up? Like, those weren't two pillows. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, we're just doing a bit now. Like, well, he was a dog. Like, <laughs> don't give it away. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, the dog dies. There's one. So for me, it's <laughs> yeah. it, like, I guess a lot of science fiction just doesn't hold up. You know. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doesn't hold up. I thought that was the coolest thing when I was. <laughs> the first kid. one does. Second one does. No, the second. No, the I'm first kidding, one doesn't. Totally kidding, totally kidding. I was so. I thought that was like going to change my. That changed my world. That movie changed my world. The first one, and then I. I watched it How again. How old were you when you? I was like eight, oh. you know. And then I watched it again in my majority, and I was. <laughs> we couldn't even get through it. It was so bad. You know what does hold up, and what I still maintain is like the best movie ever made. Well, it's up there. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh yeah, it's a great movie. It's like thoughtful and interesting. It's, it's mm. magnificent. They travel through space and time. They travel. What more do you want? Yeah. Um, but like Buck Rogers, uh, Logan's Run. 
those movies don't hold up, and frankly, Star Wars doesn't either. I saw Back <gasps> to the Future for the first time last year. Whoa! And I loved it. Oh, I think that's. A, I saw that's all three of them. Movie. I thought they yeah. were all so great. I could believe I never saw anything, but anyway, yeah. I haven't seen. And, I haven't seen those either. I saw like the first wow. like fifteen minutes of Back to the Future, and I then I was just. We live in a world where people haven't seen Back to the Future. I mean, that was it. It was just a, a choice that my parents made. I think not. Right. They, it they wasn't, didn't want to expose you to the evils of the, the we poisoning. Were very, thoughts, very Christian. Yeah, and you know. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah. And that, uh, that uh, Chuck Berry song, you know, that's the evil rock and roll. It's the devil's music. Sure. Yeah. Whatever you're referencing. I don't know what you're referencing. That's Chuck Qu- Berry's song. Christopher Brown, <laughs> a movie that I haven't seen. Spoilers. Um, no, but I remember watching the first 15 minutes and be like, Michael J. Fox's girlfriend looks really young or really old. I can't remember. She doesn't look age old, appropriate right? to him. She was like old young. Yeah. All right. So the new hashtag is uh, spoiler, spoiler without context. All right. If you want to do that. Spoilers without. Spoilers without, without context. context. Uh, right. Christopher Brown from Saskatoon, I guess. Yeah. Tweeting uh, that Unforgiven was filmed on his friend's ranch in Alberta. And his oh, spoiler wow. is she chooses the boy. Or is that what? his response to um, uh one of the movies we've been talking about. That's his response to. That's the ending of Cop and a Half. She chooses the boy. I thought it was Sophie's choice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it is. It is, isn't it? Oh my god, that's a spoiler. Oh, I guess so. She chose the girl. Oh, that's a spoiler. That's a big spoil. Oh my god, we've spoiled every fucking movie. (laughs) His girlfriend has a penis. <laughs> can I shout out to Peter WG just really fast? Hell yeah, you can. Is he's, he still he's, listening? He, My God, long time. He's, he's, uh, he's at the Dallas airport, and so but you have to do it into the mic, though. Do I have to? Uh, and uh, we, Midge and I, were in Long Beach, and um, we were gonna, we were, I was gonna meet up with Peter WG and get All a right. drink. Right, that's awesome. But then what happened was uh, we had this really nice dinner and some a lot of really nice wine. And so after that, we're like, okay, well, let's go. I'm gonna walk back to the hotel room and get or the Airbnb, and I'm gonna get a jacket. And then like we just didn't leave because I was like dying. I was too. I was too full and too drunk. Oh, it- so sorry, Peter. Uh, there was a little in the Airbnb, uh, and you took second fiddle to that. Well, I and and I think he understood that because yeah. I said that we. We're gonna go and like die in the, in yeah. the Airbnb. He's like, have fun dying, and I like a, with a <laughs> quotations. Oh, he understood though. But Just so when he when I'm, he says Pearl Harbor is an atrocity, he's not shooting on your childhood. Then he's actually, I mean, should, is he getting back at you for that? No, no, <laughs> no. We agree that Pearl Harbor is an atrocity. I think but, everyone can agree that Pearl Harbor is awful. But then he says that <laughs> I'm not talking about the actual event, which is implying that. He's okay with Pearl Harbor. Yeah, wait a second. Pearl Harbor is not one thing I know about Peter WG is that he does not care for the Japanese. Wait, no, the Japanese were. Oh wait, so then he would think that it would be an atrocity. Okay, so then he is uh, a Japanese sympathizer. (laughs) God damn it! Does not care for the Hawaiians. Un-American. Yes, Uh, you un-American fuck. (laughs) Hold that thought. As I press a button that says something about mail. <clears throat> yeah. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Oh, God, mail sack, so mail yeah. sack. Come on. We, we kind of missed it. Mail sack. There was no mail one week, and then there was one where we kind of skipped it. Oh, I know why. Because um, Are you going to talk all through the mail sack song uh, when yeah, people can't hear great. you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just asking. Yeah, that's how I do it. Because Vivian sang the, the theme song last week. 
Remember? Oh, the postman. Spot on Vivian. Fucking odd. I have a good Vivian now. This one is. Hey, guys. I'm Vivian. I love Vivian. This is from Stuart Wazisky, who says, Hello, Murps. Hello. From Lake Worth. Do you know where Lake Worth is? Michigan? Florida. Oh. See, I am a Floridian. Yeah. Where is things? Um, I apologize in advance if this subject is no, no longer topical. Not, never a problem on this show. But what do you think I happened with all fables. those votes in 2000? <laughs> you know, someone should do something about it. <laughs> I, I am sorry. It's just I live here. I haven't been able to let it go in the past 16 years. You know, just can you guys do something about it? Yeah, like just you know, we'd like to know your thoughts there. on it. Uh, he goes on to say, but I just caught up on a backlog of earlier episodes. The discussion thread around books that you remember from your, from your youth resonated with me. When I was nine, my brother, who is 10 years my senior, bought me the C.S. Lewis Narnia books for Christmas. Ooh. I devoured them, as I think most of us did. Because it was made of cheese. As I was <laughs> That's how I discovered I was lactose intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, C.S. Lewis. <laughs> as I was in the third I grade, I didn't uh, pick up on the obvious Christian correlations of Aslan, the op- omnipotent lion, to Jesus. Duh. Well, you know, I wasn't raised in the Christian tradition, so I didn't pick up on that either. Uh, Upon getting the final book in the series, The Last Battle, I remember things getting really dark. Spoilers. Okay, that's not an issue here. We're we're all about spoilers today. In a really high-level summary, it's the end of the world, Narnia, that is, mostly resulting from non-believers and false idol uh, worshippers. Aslan essentially calls it a wrap on Narnia. It is end of days. The stars are falling into the sea. Father Time is putting out the sun and moon, which will freeze the world, etc. Three of the four children from the Lion, Witch, and the, ward- and the Wardrobe return to Narnia and witness the end of the world with Aslan. Who doesn't? Who, does, who stays behind? I don't know. That's why I was getting, getting really wrapped up yeah. in this narrative. Uh, there was a creepy picture in the book attached, which showed Aslan at the gate of the New World judging each and every inhabitant. Wow, Jeez. Jesus. Well, it's pretty literal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some were allowed through into n- the new Aslan's country forever and ever. Uh, I know Disney and 20th Century Fox ditched the Narnia series after the, th- the third film, but I always wondered how a translation to screen of the last book would have been handled. This is dark material. Did any of you guys get through the whole series as a youth? Did Thanks you ever the see free- the movie Left Behind with Nicolas Cage? No. That... I haven't either. Uh, oh, good. Let, let's talk about it. Well, I was going to say that, that it, it flopped hard, yeah. but the whole Left Behind series, my mom read them because she was Christian. Yeah, um, Kirk Cameron was in the, the previous incarnations. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it's about, is like yeah. everybody leaving, so that's probably why so, they, that's probably why Disney didn't do it. Yeah, it's pretty Christian-y. It's pretty, pretty Christian-y. I can't remember if I made it through the whole series when I was a kid. I know I read the first three or four. Do you? Did you? I actually I started rereading. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I actually started. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> the uh, the energy just exploded. <laughs> the books um, recently. Uh, I haven't finished them. I, I actually I found them rather fucking dull, if I'm perfectly honest. I mean, maybe it's because I'm old and my brain is calcified and non whimsical and not open and narrowed down to a tiny, dried up <laughs> husk. Um, but I, I got a game for you to play. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Get, Get Off My, my Lawn. <laughs> Unlock the iPhone. 
Yeah. Um, I think I'm in like book four or five or something. But I just, I, I don't know. They're just not, I didn't, I just didn't find them particularly engaging. And, you know, I got these, I got this pile of books that has pictures in it and these little word bubbles. And I just, I'm a little bit more attracted to, uh, to them, although I am trying to get through the portrait of an artist as a young man, which is the exact opposite of um, it's about Satan. No, oh. no, it's about <laughs> fucking pretentious little Irish boys. <laughs> oh, there you go. That is the opposite of religion. Yeah, yeah. pretentious Irish people. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah. No, I, I can't help you with this one. I would imagine that they stopped, that they're not making movies of them anymore because they didn't do well financially. Yeah, yeah. The, You'd think that they would, but they're probably fucking really expensive to make. Yeah. And if they're not like hitting... I remember reading the Chronicles of Narnia when I was younger and not finding it it was. It just wasn't for me, and mm. so I couldn't. Like, I know I've read it. I know that for a fact. Yeah. I couldn't fucking tell you anything about it when you were like, "Oh, is a you know the lion is a symbol for Jesus." I was like, "What happened with the lion again?" Yeah, remember again? He, like, he dies and he's resurrected. Yeah, they kill him. I don't remember any of this. I rem- all I remember is that they were like something about mothballs in the coats in the wardrobe. That's the and Turkish only... delight. Do you remember that? Nope. nope. I I promise you, I've read the, this the book. Witch queen, but I can't. White queen. Nope, none of it. I don't remember any of it. So maybe there's just a lot of people like me out there who like didn't kind of care for it. Well, who didn't gobble it up? Mm-hmm. Not to say that you know it's bad for you to gobble it up. No, but, but I mean know. it is like the totally. It's not for me. Can I just split off for one second, just because I thought of another app for Only Giselle's old? Oh yeah, old yeah. People. Um, <laughs> it's called uh, Come Up with Passwords That Are Other Than Password. Oh. <laughs> it's a it's That's, a word it's, um, it's a word game but. password one yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um uh, um, um gra- number one grandma <laughs> is that uh, take that a and turn it into a four and now we're in business for real one time my my mother's uh, sister was staying this was many years ago was staying it, it, with us when this was when I was a kid and lived with my mother and she was uh old lady or oldish at that time and she come into the room and she was holding the television remote and she say I can't get a dial tone that is delightful that's adorable yeah my mother you know for the first few years that she had a computer at the end of every line on the word processor she would hit return Aww. Yeah, so that I would have to go in and be like, just erase, you know, erase Take out all, all the you know. extra line break. Yeah, it was the cutest. Why don't we think old people are as cute as babies when they're basically the same thing? Because oh, the babies, fear. facial proportions. Babies don't have. Oh, the, the <laughs> facial proportions. I think it, it comes down to like the racist babies. thing. <laughs> I mean, I know it certainly does. Babies aren't born racist. And I think that's. I think vote. you're right. I think it's facial proportion. Babies can't vote the with size? their emotions. Yeah. Oh, by the way, if, if old people were teeny tiny, would we think they were cute? Yeah. By the way, uh, yeah. Chris Miller is working at uh, or is going to a uh, Bernie, Bernie Sanders, Sanders rally. rally tomorrow. He's volunteering. So uh, I guess that's in San Diego. Congratulations, Chris. I hope you get to meet him. Hey, my roommate's I'm down very there. Proud. He's not going to go. Wait. How is he? <laughs> 
How is he your roommate if he's down there? He's doing it's, a play. He's doing um, Who's Afraid of... How is this possible? He's doing, uh, <laughs> he's doing Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf. I am. Uh, in San Diego. So I go see it, everybody, because my roommate's amazing and needs to pay his rent. <laughs> so so if, if you go, he will get a portion of that if ticket directly. If you go, well, yeah, sure. And if you buy popcorn, you'll get, he'll get yep. even more then money. We'll, then we'll be able to pay the electrical bill. Uh, <laughs> but that's awesome. So the next email is from Jenny Marie. What up? Yay. Is she a long-time listener? She's a very long-time yes, listener. Yes, I very do remember faithful her. Listener. Uh, thanks so much for the good vibes last Tuesday. I had to go, to go to court, and I was ridiculously nervous. This is a terrible story, by the way. My entire family is suing my uncle over my grandmother's estate. Oh, boy. Oh, no. We had to drop our lawyer for financial reasons, so my mom, who is not a lawyer, was handling our case. As you might imagine, it did not go well. She did her best, but the opposing lawyer was all over her. We won't get a ruling until next month, and honestly, at this point, we're just hoping that we proved that our suit wasn't frivolous, and therefore we shouldn't have to pay my asshole uncle's legal legal fees. Oh, honey, I'm sorry. My grandmother wasn't specific enough in her will about what she wanted, and once she was gone, my uncle disregarded her wishes, which were well known to all of us, and just did what he wanted. She didn't get... Uh, the wake and funeral that she wanted. Her estate wasn't divided as she wanted. He even disregarded the very clear post-it notes she left on items around her house. Oh, what a jerk. If I've learned anything, it's that you can't trust anybody. And if something is really important to you, document it so that you, you can't be ignored once you're incapacitated. Sorry wow. to be such a downer. Have any of you gone through anything like this? I will tell you something. I did some... I, a group of friends of mine got together. I'm so sorry, Jenny. Yeah, I'm yes. so sorry to hear that, honey. Yeah. Um, we, we actually hired a death midwife. I know this sounds very strange and morbid, but it's this woman who, um, she basically goes over everything that you need to do legally to have your death in order and like all of the documentation that you have to have and like all of the options that you have to do with your body and your funeral and who handles what and blah, 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 blah. And she said the same thing, which is you cannot just write something down and sign it. You cannot just, you know, leave post-it notes. You have to like get you know, notarized and have to be official documents. And I recommend to everybody, no matter how healthy you are. I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 33 and in relatively good health and it, it's like, it could get in a fucking car crash tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, do this, do this now, because if you die, then you first, the other thing is you don't know what's going to happen to your body. I don't know how many people like care about that sort of thing, but uh, like look it up and if you're an organ donor look up and make sure you know exactly what that means because it means a whole lot of things that a whole lot of people don't know that it means for example you have an immediate do not resuscitate if you have that on your license that you're an organ donor oh. which means that if you go if the ambulance comes and they know that you're an organ donor they will not give you CPR or resuscitate I thought that was a myth what? I think that's true I'm yeah. fine that's with that insane. I'm totally what? for the do not resuscitate if you ask yeah. any doctor they if, say do not resuscitate they, they're like yeah, fuck that. Like, I don't want to be a brain dead vegetable. Like, yeah, but you like you have to break it down into like legally. You have to break it down into if you will take food, if you will take water, if you will take you know false uh, oxygen or oxygen. If you'll have machines breathe for you, like you have to break it down by category and by degree of incapacitation and likelihood of recovery. Like, it's a grid that you and, have. And to I, fill out. I think it's really important the the sort of planning if you have people who are who are dependent on you and, yeah. and who would really benefit from 
the, what you have, and you know, the, the things that you fund. have. Yeah. Like just have $5,000 in that is fund. just ridiculous. That makes me, that, that makes me sick, uh, yeah, that, uh, uh, your own flesh and blood would just turn just, on you. Yeah. And it, there's just nothing but pure selfishness. Like there's no defense of, of her uncle. I, no. I mean, based, unless, you know, Jenny Marie and her family are, are jerks, you know, but no, I, it's, I think it's pretty clear that everybody uh, who uh, listens to this show gets a pass. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Uh, so Jenny Marie, I, I don't, I have not gone through that. Like my grandfather, when he passed was, or uh, all my grandparents are now passed and they were very thoughtful and planned ahead. And, uh, I think my parents have too. And when I go my dogs will just eat my body. So yeah. <laughs> hopefully they'll share it equally. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's what I put so, in my will. Yeah. Is, yeah. Body gets eaten by the cats. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, my brother went through something kind of like this when his uh, father passed away. Um, he was in a, because we have different deaths. Um, he was in a little bit of a legal battle with um, his dad, his dad's ex-wife and her son. Um, they'd been divorced for quite a while, but, um, she was still kind of around helping take care of him sometimes. And so they were trying to get everything. Um, and my brother was like, uh, what? (laughs) It was my dad. Like you guys, you're, you're divorced and you guys don't like each other. I don't understand why you're involved in this. But it was a life insurance kind of, it was money. People do, people do some pretty shitty stuff. For money. Come, right. Mm. And act pretty badly. Actually, when my grandmother died, I, uh, there was a relative who went through her house and just like accumulated things and mm. without, a- without asking anybody. And, mm. and it was just more annoying and rude than it was like, uh, like legal, legal and, and damaging, you know. Mm-hmm. People but, blind, blinded by selfishness. I hope you win, Jenny. I hope the court has a heart. Jenny. Yeah. Jenny. Well, she says get a living will. That's her su- that's her takeaway from this. Yeah. Get a living will. Yeah. Um just visualize it working out for you. Oh. Set it in motion. Also, <laughs> you still have your own life, you know? This is um we get caught up it's easy to get caught up in these things, divvying up the remains. Mm-hmm. But remember Really, uh, you you have your own life, you have your friends, you have your health, uh, and if this one area don't work out in the way you might have hoped, it can be okay because you still have all those other things. You 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 know this was, it would have been nice frosting on the cake of life, sort of, mm-hmm. but you still have the main <coughs> cake. That's uh, good. Yeah, that's, that's good. Thank you. Yeah, be grateful for what you have and can have control over. Um, Things happen for reasons. Michael Binhock writes in. Hold on. on. Before we go to Michael Binhock, that phrase, things happen for a reason, I hate it. Really? Yeah, Uh no offense to you, and I know you don't take offense. No. But uh, I've always hated it because it, I don't know, sometimes things just happen and things can be pretty rough or difficult or unpleasant. And I don't think everything happened for a reason. But that being said, hold on. We have the opportunity when something traumatic happened to grow from it, learn from it, react in a, a way or, or take us take our life in a surprising, ultimately positive direction. So yes, something good can come from it, but I don't think things necessarily 
happen for a reason. I think that that's probably a better way of saying what I was trying to say because obviously, like, I'm not because I don't. It's not like a, I'm not necessarily someone who believes in fate I'm too much either. Um, it's just kind of a phrase because I agree with you that there also some shit just happens, but something that I have to personally do. Um, when I think back on things is try to like dissect what good came from, um, yes. bad things happening. Yes. So totally. it's like, you know, oh man, like if I wouldn't have lost my car, you know, I would have never had an appreciation for people who ride bikes. And if I would have never had that, then I would have never met this person. I would have never, you know, so right. I kind of break things down that way. I'm like, okay, well maybe that did happen for a reason. Yeah. You know, like I don't believe it came from fate, but you know, there was some. Uh, you know, make le- lemons out of lemonade. I yeah. think is lemonade more. out of lemons. Did I say lemons out of lemonade? That's when you're really backtrack. That's Mastermind. Right. Oh, territory. so you're saying time travel? Yeah. yeah. That's- <laughs> well, I think we can gather here. So I'm not really good at these phrases. Yeah. <laughs> but I speaking have- of phrases, Heart. Uh, this is actually perfect for this email. Good morning, Murps. It's been a while. It's been a while been a since while. I wrote. Um, now that a right-wing party did rise in Germany and Trump will be the next president, I decided before shit hits the fan, I need to have fun with hookers and blow and or, or a nice convertible. You've been talking about that convertible. Did you get it yet? Wink, wink. Um, let's talk about expressions and their meanings in specific countries and from where, where what they originated. In yeah. Germany, Whoa. when someone says 0815, he means mediocre or, or even substandard. This goes back to World War I. Germany had a machine gun, the MG08, which after further development in 1915 was named the MG0815. But the quality wasn't good, and the soldiers had a lot of problems with it, thus 0815. Hmm. In the U.S., uh, riding shotgun means sitting beside the driver and giving him support. This comes from the Western times when on a, uh, on a stagecoach, oh, yeah. when money was being transported, next to the driver would be an armed person with a shotgun. Do you know some country or even state-specific expressions uh, and from where they derived from? Oh. Like this one would take, for me, a lot of research. Shh, 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 what, sorry, what the sorry. fuck are you... I'm sorry, I was about to tweet something really relevant to this. Okay, good, good. No. <laughs> what the fuck? That's, that's, the, that's the expression. Yes. What the fuck? Uh, there's the one of uh, Savior Tooth, because it might be your last one that's like from the Deep South. What? The? Oh, oh my God. No, I don't know. That's just, uh, <laughs> um, I posted something kind of relevant to this on my Facebook I hope the other it's day. Cuban. Uh-huh. Is it Cuban? It's Cuban. Um, yeah, it's uh, from my Hispanic heritage. Um, it's a video uh, that was like if Spanish insults were uh, translated to English. Because... You know, when Hispanic people get angry, like they say all kinds of, you know, like, yeah, puta de mierda, like all these things. I know what that means. I know what puta means. Yeah, but like it's when, when, it's, so worldly. when it's directly Ooh. translated, it's just like, you know, like. Shit Yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like you have a shit eating face. You know, it's like, but that's like a common turn of phrase. <laughs> shit eating grin. Like, even like, um, even like <laughs> Spanish, like mothers will like when they get mad at their kids, like I mierda, chica tu madre. Like you, like they're saying out loud, like fuck your mother. But like that's <laughs> them. Um, but it, they're just it's just phrases. So I'm posting this video right now. It's very funny. Um, All right, everybody go on. <laughs> everybody go and have a laugh. at Cas Cardenas, and you'll see a very funny thingy that has to do with this what we're email. Talking. Mm-hmm. 
There's a Chinese expression, don't steam your dumplings before they're stuffed. Um, <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's, you say all, <laughs> the, all the time. Yeah, say it in Chinese. Oh, uh, no, I can't. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> don't stuff your dumplings before they're steamed. <laughs> <laughs> oh. don't, don't steam your dumplings before the staff. We need Stephen Kruger to appreciate what you did. What the hell did. happened to Stephen? He moved to Austin, Texas. Did yeah. he? I don't know where to go if I have questions about the Silk Road now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe tweet to him. Maybe the um, moved maybe the internet. Lance Mountain, and he moved there. <laughs> right, yeah. Lance Mountain. No, I haven't thought about her in ages. Uh, Peter W.G. says, thanks for ev- the everything happens for a reason rant. I hate that BS, and so did my stepfather who went too soon. Yeah. It's like when a baby dies. Oh, it yeah. happened for a reason. It's, it's like a, a, yeah. a, a, it's a, a to falsely me, placating. Yes, it is It is not... When somebody is in the midst of suffering a trauma, yeah, they're allowed feel. to... Yeah, it's like, it's like, feel. Like, don't feel. feel it. It's okay. It was for a reason, so just smile. Right. Like but our we're weird, not honoring what is It's the dark side of our them. happiness what obsession. Yes. You read that book, Barbara Ehren, Einreich? Einreich uh, I, I, what? It, it's called. Upset. You're German. You can't. You can't stumble over that one. No, I can't. <laughs> I can't right? remember her Ehrenreich. last oh, okay. name. It's not I, oh, if, if it's not, uh, I don't remember. Barbara. It's called dark side. Dark side. Upside. The dark side of the happiness. The dark side of the upside. I just made that up. I didn't read anything. Erin Reich. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I just couldn't remember what her name was, but Erin Reich. Uh, what's the book called? The bright side. Bright sided. Bright sided. Yeah. How the relentless uh, promotion of positive thinking has undermined America. Yes. Yeah. Like it's, it's a great book. You will really uh, like it. Easy read. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Cool. Bright-sided. Okay. Because if you're just smiles all the time, then you don't have any appreciation for happiness is one yes. part of it. Yes. And, and also, we need to have room to feel our pain. That's a legitimate feelings. And we, if we don't honor that and give ourselves room, uh, then we stuff it, we contort, uh, yeah. we get contracted around it. But if feeling we is healing, experience it. Yeah, it flows yeah. through. Feeling is feeling. I, feeling is what? Healing. Feeling is healing. I yeah. agree, but, <laughs> but. <laughs> she do this cute little look, <laughs> this coy little look. She go, I agree, yeah. and her little eyes go up, and then you know the butt is coming. <laughs> I agree, but I don't. <laughs> the butt is coming. Ah. And, and maybe this isn't a big butt, but it's a butt. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I like big butts. I you cannot lie. <laughs> Something you can't deny. I uh, <laughs> when I feel feelings, I feel my sadness. I feel these things. However, uh, me personally, I do not like to dwell too much in them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to remind myself that I am in charge of how happy I feel mm-hmm. at any given moment. So let's say if I'm going through a breakup, um, don't worry, Mitch. You're fine. This is just hypothetical. How did you guys know that that's the level I have to talk to him? Uh, <laughs> so I don't shatter his tank. Eh, it's too loud. <laughs> um, uh, so if I'm going through a breakup, you know, it's sad. And um, I can spend a lot of time reflecting on what happened wrong and in the past. But the only way that I'm going to get through it, I mean, yeah, you can sit there and you can feel all the sad feelings and... Um, <laughs> Granted, the way that I do these things, my sad feelings will come out at weird times because I maybe am uh, bottling them up a little bit. But I try to try to look for the positives and try to focus on, okay, well, now that this has happened to me, what can I do now that's going to uh, make me feel better and make me feel happy again? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I don't I don't like to sit around and um cry and feel sad. I di- I know it helps a lot of people but I don't like to do it. I have no problem with that. Thank you. I give you permission. <laughs> you may just, but then it's just like, shove it down. Just shove it down. Like some shove it down and sometimes smile. this shit comes out at the Fine. weirdest time. Like I like I remember when the Kings won the Stanley Cup two years ago or something. You were like in that. tears. I fucking lost my mind. Oh. I was so upset. To be fair, that's hockey. <laughs> I mean, yeah. hockey's pretty oh, amazing. Oh no, but like hockey, like <laughs> meant something to me, and so it was kind of like one of those things where it's like all of a sudden, like all this like sadness came out yeah. that I didn't deal with before because I was choosing to be like, all right, well, fine, fuck it, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, this, and I'm gonna be better and yoga, boo, let's go. I'm not gonna cry, and then I cry, you know, four months Aww. later. <laughs> but it's okay. That's just how I deal with stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you think it's healthy. No, because when I sit, when I personally, when I sit and and I'm sad and I feel sorry for myself for too long, I, I get like really depressed. I get really depressed and, and I kind of have like, and I have anxiety and then I kind of like get cabin fever and freak out. There is, you know, and each person will discover this for themselves. There is the letting of the feelings come and letting them roll through. And there also is uh, obsessing, contracting around it, wallowing, and you start to build obsessive thought around it. And that, you're right, it's not healthy. Yeah. It can even change your brain chemistry. Moderation and everything. Yes. So... You're moderation doing, and happiness great. and okay. moderation you're and just suffering. doing great thank you christopher brown says that for some unknown reason in saskatchewan they call a hoodie a bunny hug oh that's I so cute i didn't grow up here but it baffles me uh, in china we call it a, a, a brain sling, <laughs> a brain sling? <laughs> um, so uh the <laughs> apple just announced a new iphone that's going to be for 3.99 so we have to end this because i have to go wait in line oh <laughs> Yeah, because Wait, I need more is shit. Is it the seven? <laughs> like, look or at all. Uh, it's six G. Why is it so cheap? Uh, it's the iPhone What's SE. What's wrong with it? It's SE. SE. It's it's made by even younger children. Oh, yeah. cute. For even less money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Penny that's, that's all. Guys, uh, thank you so much, Eva. Do you have a Twitter? Oh. Or no. where can people find out more about? Eva Avenue. They can go to evaavenue.com. What? That's crazy. I'm a professional, so I have a website with my name. Um, <laughs> no, and if you do find me on Twitter, it's at noodlezine, but it's just like, it's just automated um, posts from the nightlynoodlemonthly.com. So that I don't really actually. Nightlynoodle.com. Yeah, I've got an Eva Avenue. It's, it's Eva a bi weekly blog. Okay, and then also evaavenue.com. Right, and I'm, like, I'm on Facebook, like Eva Avenue Studio. You can like see things there i'm just you know just google me (laughs) (laughs) and may 15th come to see your your neon exhibition show at the neon studio 704 traction avenue i'll also be playing um i'll be playing some backup piano may 11th at the hammer while this art critic dave hickey gives a talk he's a big deal he was friends with andy warhol wow there's nothing she can't do she's really a person we all hate slash love <laughs> Ever Avenue. Um, and Elf, what about you? What about me? Yeah, where, where what's what? Are, can people see you in in shows coming um, up? 
you know, well, you know, uh, Colorado Shakespeare Festival from, mm, I don't know what the days are, but during the summer, <laughs> I'm going to be in four plays in the Colorado Shakespeare Festival. Wow. She's playing violin. She's playing violin in I'm one of the be, plays. Yeah, one of them I'm actually going to be more orchestral than acting. How cool is oh. that? What are Very the other three cool. shows? Uh, it's going to be Comedy of Errors. Sim- I almost said arrows. Comedy of Errors, Cymbeline, uh, Henry the Sixth, Part Three. Oh, that's when it jumped the shark, yeah, well, right? <laughs> <laughs> and Troilus and Cressida. Oh, nice yeah. and great. Uh, well, thank you for guys for coming in. Do you guys have things uh, going on? Um, I think that I will finally do. I th- said that I was going to do a Giselle Show podcast on the nineteenth, but I did not do it because you know. Uh, sure. Take me a you, you little know, longer. Whatever. My creative flow was uh, needed its own time, man. So I think we're gonna do one on the twenty sixth, the Giselle Show podcast, and you can find Ooh. out information on Easter Eve. On, on yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Uh, information on that is at the website, which is podcast dot dot com. Woo. Cassandra. Uh. Wait, can I just I say how know. fucking great it was to meet all you guys? Yes. And you're all like hilarious. Aww. And I had such a great time. Thank you. Well, thank you so thank much you for, for having coming. me on the show. And I'll listen from now on because I know it exists. Yay! Yay! <laughs> listen. I'm performing on April 1st at. Um, Is, this is that a joke? A joke? <laughs> <laughs> right? Saw that. At Madison Square Garden. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With Kevin Hart is opening up for you. For me. Um. I'm performing on April 1st at uh, the Loft Theater in downtown Los Angeles at Dark and Stormy Show. Um, More details on that will be on my website once I have them. All right. SandraCardenas.com. I will be showing up at the I-5 North in around two hours. And the Drunky Podcast. (laughs) And and I will be in the slow lane. I'm, old people, I'm man. I'm an old person. Life in the slow lane. Yeah. <laughs> Life <laughs> in the slow lane. Uh, next week, we're Surely hopefully going to have a drunky, I mean, not drunky podcast, uh, Dan, drunky Dan Etheridge will come <gasps> in. I want to see Dan. I haven't seen yeah. him in years. And, you know, he's looking svelte from what I hear. Wow, we love Dan. Like Dan, pounds. I love you. And uh, Dan, he's back you. from the Canadian love wilderness you, of Vancouver. Dan Cooper. So we'll hear all about his war stories, hopefully. And then we'll have a drunky podcast soon as well. So, guys, thank you so much for listening. Fill our mail sack, noonerpodcast at gmail.com. And we will Bye. see you next Tuesday.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.